Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. You know it! Yes, sir! Woo! Yeah! Up in Adam, Jacksonville! Here we go! I'm so tired. Hey, <laughs> Hicken here, ready for the drill. I'm not working the board. No, sir. No, sir. Gibby's here. Gibby, good morning. Good morning. That'll get you up early on a Thursday. Oh, it's the worst. They hate it, but I have to do it. It's tradition. Um, we got a little more oomph in our step these days with the Jags. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, Gibby, now you're filling in for E, right? Yes. Is that the deal? And you're here today and tomorrow? That's correct. We're, we're going to kind of close out the close out the year. We're the last two hanging on, Gibby. That's right. Everybody else is off and out and running around and all Nobody's around this week much, but we are here and we will, and we've got a packed show today. As far as I can tell, I believe Doc Murphy will stop by Yeah, and there's lots of things going on with the Jaguars and other injuries that we'll talk to him about. So uh, we'll get the latest from him. Um, I believe the cat chat will go. Uh, we'll talk Gator football with Chris Doring and there's a lot to discuss. I mean, we are, oof. Golly, and then um, Graham Mertz now official. Yeah, grew yeehaw, and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, what else? Did, uh, and Riley, I think Riley's coming. Yeah, in. Riley uh, report. Riley report as well today. So it's all that action packed here. But right now you got me and Gibby uh, hanging out, and and uh, you know you're right. Graham Mertz becomes official for for Florida. The SEC is uh, really rocking in the bowl games. One in three. Nice start, guys. Uh, Florida contributing with that splendid effort in the Vegas Bowl where they got waxed 30-3. to Missouri lost to Wake. Uh, Ole Miss lost last night to Texas Tech. And Arkansas hang on by their chinny-chin-chin to beat Kansas. So the, the first uh, uh, Friday, South Carolina will represent against Notre Dame right here at the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, Tennessee also goes Friday. Saturday, you've got Alabama against K-State. I mean, if uh, and, and that'll be a win. And then uh, we still have Kentucky to go, Georgia, obviously, Mississippi State, and LSU against Purdue. So, uh, but not the best of years for them. In fact, what conference is off to the best start? Let's take a little peek, see here at the chart. Um, don't you go to bed. Nobody, the only undefeated conference right now is the Big Ten. But they've only played one. <laughs> Wisconsin, so, right? Yeah, on Wisconsin, beat Oklahoma State. Uh, Minnesota goes today in the pinstripe. So, and then NC State goes Friday. And, yeah, so we got we got bowl games galore coming up. They finally got at least entertaining last night. Last night, it took till hump day Wednesday of week two of bowl week. And I finally said, oh, look, this is a good game. And I turned away from Arkansas because they were waxing they were waxing Kansas, and I was sitting at the computer looking at something, and then all of a sudden I looked up, and it was in overtime. I was like, what? And I said, put the game back on. So we put the game back on. I watched the end of uh, Suey Pig. They had to start going for twos 
And Arkansas got theirs and Kansas did not, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, so. people were getting on Arkansas because their defense gave up 18 in the fourth and 15 in overtime. I mean, they had a 24 to seven yeah. lead, like you said, in the first quarter. Yeah, they and they yeah they had a double digit lead in the second half. I also watched last night uh, my Gator basketball team lose again, and and I, if I sit here and I tell you people, I'm I'm going to become like m- most of you, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, we played tough against Auburn. They're the they're the number 20 team in the country, and. We went to Auburn and had a chance to snap their home winning streak. I can't be like that because I used to be like that, and then you all screamed at me and told me, no, no, Gator basketball, expectations. Uh, uh, uh. I try to tell you guys, really, it's not the same as football. Football, you're allowed to de- – you're, 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 when you watch Florida ba- football, you should demand expectations. They have everything – they have everything at their disposal. They should be competing for SEC championships every year, which they're not. Um Basketball, middle-of-the-road program. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? We, we've been to Final Fours. We went to Final Fours with Billy Donovan. He's a special coach. We had a good coach, Mike White, and you guys ran him off. You ran him off. Just ran him off. Didn't want him. Hammered him every, every step of the way. He's boring. He's this. He's that. You got rid of him. You did. You all got rid of him. So there you go. So now you get this. So enjoy. Enjoy. Seven and six. Seven and six. Haven't been seven and six since 1983, boys, I believe. Yeah, seven and six. Good luck. Had a chance to steal one last night. Couldn't get a shot off. Couldn't even get a shot off. Not sure that the the play was a great play call either. I'm not. If Castleton should get the ball, plenty of time, go through him. But I'm not sure he should take the ball and start dribbling towards the basket. And he probably fouled the guy too because he pushed off. And then he lost the ball. Auburn went, laid it in at the buzzer, and they won the game by three. We were down one with the ball with a chance to win. Couldn't even get a shot off. So, it is what it is. I mean, Auburn didn't play particularly well. Florida hung around. That Kawasi Reeves is, a, is, a, is an interesting cat playing basketball. He'll look like an NBA guy one minute and like a, what are you doing the next? <laughs> Just... He threw up two. He hit some big shots last night, and then he threw up a couple shots that just, my gosh, not even close. But anyway, I digress. We got a lot to do today. We'll we'll talk more about Gator basketball uh, later in the program. Let's talk about the Jags. Gibby, I have a poll question out there. I'd like to present to you. Yeah, what you got? And uh, it's the one to one financial poll question. I do it each and every day, but actually, I jumped the gun here, and I have to. Log in first. So stand by, please, sir. I've got it. While I take care of business. You already got it. I do. If the Jags win the uh, the South, yes. who would you like to see at the bank during the postseason? Yes. I got ahead of myself. I said, look, if the Jags win the South, and I think I think we're going to. By the way, Dallas is going to whack Tennessee tonight. Their injury lose. report is yeah. scary. Yeah, but anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Jags win the South. Who would you like to see at the bank? Do you want to see Baltimore again? Do you want to see Burrow with a rematch from college, Burrow versus Lawrence? Do you want to see the San Diego-Los Angeles Chargers? Do you want to see the Miami Fish? And I got 564 votes right now. You can vote at Dan Hicken if you'd like. Give me a repost it on the 1010 site. Uh, over Well, 44% want Baltimore, 33% say Miami. Tua is probably not playing this weekend. I don't know if Tua is going to play again this, this year. Yeah, Bridgewater's the backup. Yeah. So... 
Um, I don't. I don't. I don't care. Just get me in and let's go play. But I see what you're looking at teams. If you're a fan, you're thinking, "Well, I think we can. We beat Baltimore. We can beat them again, and we can beat Miami. Uh, the Bengals might be the best team in the AFC. So I really don't want them coming here. I get that. They've the, won seven in a row. Yeah, and the Chargers are are hitting their stride. I'd probably say Baltimore. Would you? Okay. Well, yeah. You know. I, I mean, obviously the Jags beat them here before, yeah. but playoffs are a different story. I, 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 you know, Baltimore outside of Mark Andrews, they don't really scare you too much offensively, do they? No. No, but our defense is not very good. No. Play, you, playing better, but not very good. Yeah, playing better because the Jets were horrific. Let's see how they yeah. play here. You know, they, Houston's not very good either, and we should shut them down. And Miami would be scary with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That's a good point. I mean, you can put Bridgewater back there. He just needs to throw it down there and Waddle go run under it for 80 yards. Yeah. So – I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Let's focus back to tonight. And we got a, a Thursday night football. Dallas goes to Tennessee. Is that correct? I believe they are in yeah. Nashville. Nashville, yep. And the Titans are, and the Jags are clearly taking different paths to next week. Uh, as expected, as I told you, as we all thought, Dougie P said, never, ever, ever, ever is there a meaningless NFL game, which maybe not necessarily true, but I get what he's saying. And and it's important for this team. I, I, I 100% agree with Doug Peterson. I 100% agree. We still have a chance at a wild card. I don't believe Tennessee does. <clears throat> so that's one thing. And I've gone over that ad nauseum, and I know, but inevitably today on the text line, somebody will hit me up and say, hey, why don't we rest the starters? Uh, it, it, because all, all that matters is next week. No, we have a chance at the wild card. Well, what has to happen? And then I tell everybody what has to happen, and there are five different things that have to happen. And so uh, we'll see. But there's a lot that has to happen. Uh, Miami has to lose both. Pittsburgh has to lose one of the next two. Uh, New, the Jets, New England, all factor in. So I got it. I don't have it in front of me, but that's. Uh, th- let's not focus on that. Let's focus on winning the division. As I've said all along, I said three weeks ago that the the best bet is to win the division. So anyway, Tennessee is beat to hell. Like, I think Tennessee's cooked for this year. I've been saying that all along. They just, they've got too many injuries. Too many. I don't think they're as bad as, like, I think they'll come back next year. I do. But, and I'm not saying, I think we'll be the favorite next year. Okay? But Tennessee is still going to have some fight in them. But if you're Vrabel up there, you got one shot at getting into the postseason. That's the whole goal. You need Derrick Henry at his very best. He's 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 been a jag killer. Uh, I I have to. I would rest. He's he's doubtful, by the way. Yeah, hip which, injury. Yeah, which means yeah, sure. Which means he's not playing. So if the, if the game mattered, Derrick Henry would be playing tonight, and a lot of those guys would be playing. Do you have the injury list in front of you, Gibby? I'll pull it up. All right, because it's it's. Uh, I think they're missing four defensive starters. They're they're and this is on top of guy. It's almost like a preseason third quarter lineup in some respects. It really is. I mean, it's it's brutal. And 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 good. Look at this, man. One, two, three, four, yeah, five, six, too. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys on the injury report. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them are out. 
And this is on top of guys who are already out, Gibbs. Like, there's a bunch of other dudes who are – like, their offensive line is is decimated. But Dylan Cole ain't playing. Zach Cunningham ain't playing. Bud Dupree ain't playing. Amani Hooker ain't playing. Nicholas Petit-Ferre ain't playing. Tannehill obviously is out. Josh Thompson is out. Jeffrey Simmons is out. Their best defensive player – and Henry is questionable or doubtful. Doubtful now. Doubtful. Doubtful means there's a 25%. So he ain't playing. Nope. So, yeah, Cowboys are 12-point favorites last time I checked. The uh, the Titans, 12 names on this injury report. At yeah. least eight of them are starters. Yeah. And at again, least. And, again, that doesn't mention all the other dudes who were starters this year for the Titans. I'm telling you, they are there's, not, there's nothing left for the Titans. It's all skin and bones, baby. They got nobody, nobody, uh, uh, Dontrell Hilliard. Remember him? He was the second running back. He's out. Taylor Lewan, he's out. Um, Nate Davis, he's out. Uh, uh, Dylan Raddins, he's out. Uh, they, they're, 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 they're toast. Uh, David Long Jr., who's their heart and soul of their defense, along with Simmons. He's been out. Um, so you can go down the list here, man. They are, oh, my God. <laughs> they got nobody. They have nobody. And we're going to see Malik Willis here next week. And, and on top of all that, Malik Willis is the quarterback, and he's no good yet. He Didn't he might, throw for like 90 yards yeah, last week? Yeah, and that was like a career high. He's, <sighs> you still got to beat him, and, and you got to take care of business, and, and you do. But first things first for the Jags. And that is just, hey, man, focus on Houston. Don't worry about Tennessee. They're going to they're gonna lose tonight. They're going to fall to 7-9. and nine. The game doesn't matter. We could be 8-8, eight and eight, but we still have to beat them because if they beat us, they would be 8-9. and nine. We would be 8-9, and nine and they would have the second tie break because we split head-to-head, and they would have the better record, I believe, in the division, which would give them the divisional title. So... When you look at it that way, you say, well, then why are the Jags trying? Because the Jags, as I said, could beat Houston, lose to Tennessee, and still get in as a wild card, which is not the path we want. We want to win the last two and then play the following weekend, wild card weekend, as a host, as a four seed at the bank. So hopefully everybody's been buying up their tickets. Uh, we're going to rock the bank next Sunday. I cannot wait, but Houston matters. Because, look, the other thing is, I'd love to be a division champ at 9-8. and 9-8 eight. and eight would cap off a season where, what were the Jags at their worst? One of the Googans kept telling me, you keep saying it and it's wrong. So I don't want to say it again. Let me. I'm going to look here just so I get this correct, ladies and gentlemen. Because I've been saying it incorrectly. I know we were 2-1 and one, and then we lost five in a row. So we were 2-6. and six. At our worst. So we went from two and six, and then we've gone five and two since then. Two and six was after the Broncos. Broncos. That was the low point. In London. London loss. Come back. Blew that game. Trevor said, this is enough. Got down 17-0 to the Raiders, and then rallied back. All right, so the Raiders, speaking of, have sent, well, I have a, I have a, um, I hate to do this, and this isn't probably fair, but I have this thought of how this thing worked out in Vegas. So they're done with Carr. 
And I, I liken two quarterbacks as the same person, and I just have always – I think Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are the same guy. They both amass really good numbers, but there's something missing from those guys' play. They just don't have the the it factor to win. I don't know what it is. And they've all won. They've gone to the car, got them to the playoffs last year. They had the Bengals beat and blew it. The Vikings have been, you know, they're they're, they're flashy and they're twelve and three, and it's not fair. But they're the two quarterbacks who every year the season ends and you look up and their stats are pretty doggone good, and you go, why don't those guys do more? I mean, the Vegas Raiders have the NFL's leading rusher and one of the top five leading receivers. So, and they're six and nine, and they blow double-digit leads, and I watched the Pittsburgh game, and I hate the Raiders because I had the Raiders plus two and a half last week against Pittsburgh. They led the whole dadgum game, and I knew they were going to lose. I just knew it. And I knew it because of Carr, because he can't get a first down when it matters. Three picks last week. He threw three picks. He was terrible. He's thrown more picks than anybody this year. He's had a bad year. He's 24-14, and 14, and he's not terrible. He's just, he would have thrown for over 4,000 yards. But the Raiders, McDaniel, Josh McDaniel, you bought into the coach. The coach has been catching catching grief. Somebody's got to be the scapegoat. We're done with Carr. He's fine. Look, enough. Enough with Derek Carr. So, anyway, they make the switch. And they're not making the switch for Stidham. Stidham ain't any. It's not Stidham. It's there's an injury clause in Derek Carr's contract that he gets paid if he gets hurt. We can't let him get hurt. Therefore, we're not going to play him. All right? So they break the news to him. Hey, Derek, you're done. All right? You're not going to play anymore. And not surprisingly, and I don't know how this happened, but and I, and this is unfair, but and this I, I know it means a lot to Derek Carr, and I get it, and he's a passionate guy. You can take it that way, and this might be chauvinistic of me to say, but remember earlier in the year when he cried after a loss? I just like, I feel like they told him that and he probably cried and he said, I can't do this. And he went on. <laughs> so they come out and they say, look, he's going to leave the team because he doesn't want to be a distraction. I, it's just not the, <sighs> it's tough. I get it. It's tough. But don't you just not be a distraction by not being a distraction by just you know, meeting the media one time, answering the questions, and then just kind of staying in the background. Isn't that the way? Is that the way to handle it? Or is this a better way? I'm not sure this is a better way. But in his career, he's 63 and 79. That's his one loss record. And the Raiders had a cut. They were 12 and 9 one year with him, 10 and 7 last year. That's about it. But he's always had like pretty good numbers. He's never been a huge touchdown thrower, though. And so he's good. He's just not like, like maybe, and there'll be a place for him. You know, maybe the Jets will say, let's go get Derek Carr. I think a change of scenery for both is probably good right now. Right? I think it's probably, this is the best thing to do for Derek Carr. But so Derek Carr is done. He's out. He's finito. He leaves Vegas. 
The Raiders are a huge disappointment this year. They're 6-9. and nine. They've blown games every which way you can imagine, including one here in Jacksonville where they were up by 17 points. Might have been 7. Was it 17 nothing when they led? Yeah, it was 17. Yeah, I was that, at the game. Yeah. Yeah. 17 nothing. And so the Raiders are going to go in a different direction. Now, maybe they go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they go get Tom Brady and Josh McDaniel reunite. Oh. You get the feeling Tom Brady's going to leave Tampa Bay. Just now, and, and and he's he's an addict. Tom Brady is an NFL addict. He can't stop. He didn't care. He, he, I'm not. He just could not stop. Cost him his wife, but he didn't care. He's, he's an addict. So my guess is one year deal. Tom Brady, Josh McDaniel, Vegas. Here we go. You know, and then the 49ers with three quarterbacks now, who knows what they're going to do. It's, it's, so there'll be a lot of movement. And now Carr, Carr will be on the market. The Jets need a quarterback. Uh, what if Lamar Jackson hits free agency? Yeah, he's not under contract. I mean, they, I, do the Ravens cut court? If Baltimore comes in as a wild card and they come down here and lose, do they say goodbye to Lamar Jackson? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. It's going to be, it's so good to have your guy. Oh, yeah. So such a, such a welcomed. I mean, we haven't had this feeling in a, in a long time around here. I and, wonder what the, uh, are the Dolphins going to stick with Tua? I mean. Also a good question at this point. Is, he's been great this year, but Tua's. Uh, 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 well, he's got like four concussions now, mm-hmm. at least, maybe at least four. That's dangerous, isn't it? Yes. And we'll talk to Doc Murphy about that. Uh, later today, but that is an excellent point. And his last four games, he's not been very good. 52% passer in his last four games. So anyway, obviously there's always quarterback news. There's a lot going on. The Jags go to Houston. It's, it's Thursday. It's, it's the holiday season. Happy new year coming up. We've got college football on Saturday galore. We've got NFL football Sunday after Sunday night or Monday night, somewhere in there. The NFL will set the sketch. We'll get flexed to one of those three, I'm convinced. It, I don't know if it'll be the marquee one, but we could get a Saturday 4.30, standaloneer. I'd be cool with Saturday 4.30. Give it to me, baby. Uh, we could get a Saturday night. We could get a Sunday night. I don't know, but we'll get something. Uh, this is the drill. It's We're 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Hicken here. Gibby is here as well. E is off today. Jeff is off today. I hope you're off today, too, but you're still listening. The Drill on 1010XL. From the studios of Republic Services, we'll handle it from here. The Gators are here. Bunched it with the right hand. Powered up. This is Gator Country. That'll do it. A W for the Gators. 1010XL, Jacksonville's Gator Station. If you're in the market for a new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Chevy, Buick, GMC, Ford, or pre-owned vehicle with a lifetime warranty, GarberAutomall.com. 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 New car, used car, lifetime warranty. New car, used car, lifetime warranty. GarberAutomall.com. 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 
All right, welcome back to the program. Hanging out here on a Thursday. Me and Gibby getting along. Braves and Met fan. And I got the king of the Braves fan across from me all the time, so I have to deal with that. We'll get to that later, Gibby, but you and I may, may have is, to go toe-to-toe a little bit. Busy offseason for both of our teams. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Carlos, please come home. Finish that deal. What are we doing? Uh, clearly, there's something there that concerns everybody, but we'll see. Uh, I think uh, his best bet is to work a deal out with the Mets here in the next. And maybe they chop it down, or maybe they put in a clause, or who knows what. But it's clearly two teams now are, are shying away. There must be something there that gives them concern. So we'll see what happens. We're talking about Carlos Correa, who signed to deal with them or agreed to terms with the Mets, had his physical, and then some questions were raised. Both sides have gone dark, so that, by all indication, tells us that they're continuing to work on something, but well, may may not work out. We'll see. I don't listen. I trust the owner on this one. The guy's spending all all kinds of money, so I, uh, you know, if he if he don't want to do it, that's fine. I, I, that's fine. We move on. He uh, Carlos Correa is icing on the cake to me, but if we get him, oof, watch out. Well, and the crazy thing about it too is that. He initially agreed to terms with the Giants. Right. And it didn't work out. Right. And now it's taken so many twists and turns. You wonder if the Giants almost were like, had buyer's remorse. Yeah. And then they found a reason. Well, it was like a 14-year deal, too. Yeah. I mean, he was going to be their face of their franchise and everything. And They were selling ticket packages with right. Correa on it. Right. Yeesh, not yikes. Speaking of ticket packages, I've got yeah. this in my email. Uh, I've got some sort of countdown to pre-sale going on. Uh, three hours, 28 minutes, and five seconds, which is the amount of time we have left in the drill today. So when the drill ends today, the playoff pre-sale for the Jacksonville Jaguars begins. There's old Trevor's mug looking at me. Hi, Trevor. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't like that. Stop looking at me that way. It says, mark your calendars. Uh, member exclusive pre-sale for a potential Jaguars wildcard game starts Thursday, December 29th at 10 a.m. During this pre-sale, I'll be able to secure my seats, which I need to do, and add up to eight additional tickets ahead of the general public. We season ticket holders can buy you guys out. You better watch out. I may grab eight more seats. Then I may wheel and deal. Gibby, I may have a plan here to make some money in January. Yeah, you could. You certainly could. Set your clock, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hashtag Duval. Potential game date, January 14 or 15. Could be 16, too, right? Isn't there a Monday night game that week? Yeah. I believe. Isn't this just the dream, though? Like, at the end of August, how many fans would have thought we have a potential to win nine games and host a playoff game in the first year of Doug Peterson? That's amazing. When you, when you, I believe I did this, when you agree, <laughs> I may have chuckled at, at the lady, but when you agree to your, your season tickets, they ask you, do you want to opt in on your on playoffs this year? <laughs> and you, of course, you know, what is that? Do I, are you taking money from? No, it's just that we'll give you. I'm like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're two years away yeah, from that. Yeah, put me down. And now here we are. So anyway, I got that as, a, I guess, as a season ticket holder, they send this to everybody. So what I'm seeing, and then, and then it says, then I got another one. Playoff on sale this Friday. Mark your calendars. If the Jaguars host the AFC wildcard game this January, tickets go on sale Friday, December 30th. So we have 24 hours as season ticket holders to opt in ahead of those who aren't season ticket holders. 
And then they, I guess they, they sit there. And, and, and by the way, this isn't the Jaguars doing this in a cocky way like, oh, yeah, should you make the playoff? No, no, no. This is NFL league rules. This is what you have to do. So, um, Yeah, this is something by rule in the NFL. If you're leading your division at right. this point in the year, yes. you have to do this. Correct. Which is what a great situation that is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, no, they're not getting ahead of themselves. No, they're not being cocky. No, they're not. They're simply saying, hey, look. We're following the NFL rules, so anyway. in the event we host a playoff game. Yes. Anyway, I did enjoy getting that email. That was, oh yeah, that was a fun email to, to receive. You don't, as, as Gibby said, you don't normally, uh, you know, that hasn't happened around here. No, this is mock draft season yeah. in like the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. Well, since seventeen. Yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But I I I feel I feel confident, man. I feel confident. I think the Jags. Uh, went out. I've been saying that for a while, and and I think everybody does. And and, and some people, uh, you know, on the text line yesterday, you know, there's. But look, what do you want to do? I mean, you know, and, and then if they don't make it, then I know what you guys will do. Same old Jags. Same old Jags. You know. I'm just looking on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and the boys are. The Colts also need a quarterback next year, obviously. And let's not forget, um, let's not forget the draft that's coming up where Houston, we know, will take Bryce Young in. And so quarterback pieces are going to be moving around like crazy. But if you're the Raiders, for example, going back to that for just a second, if you're the Raiders, why don't you – you know, you're going to trade Carr. You could sign Brady for a year and draft Anthony Richardson. That might be a way to go, you know? So that's that's a factor uh, going forward. Anthony, Richardson, Anthony Richardson's saga will be very fun to watch here as well because that's, you know, Anthony's here in Jacksonville working out. He's going to be living here for, you know, he's with Denny and they're doing their thing and throwing and, wheeling and dealing and doing all that stuff. So that, that'll, uh, that'll be going on. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of moving parts. And again, we don't have to be a part of it. That's the greatest news of all. And yesterday I chronicled how well Trevor's played over these seven games, over this five and two stretch. It has been terrific. And he didn't practice yesterday, right, Gibby? I don't believe so. No, he did not practice. No, He's got the toe injury. They're just keeping it safe a little bit. Give me, give me a Doug Peterson uh, a clip here, Gibby. Uh, let me hear about Doug when he was asked about, you know, why. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, but I want to hear from Doug Peterson about, um, you know, he said uh, uh, he was asked a question about, you know, are you arresting anybody? Do you rest? Do you, do you sit guys down this week in a meaningless game? And and Dougie didn't Dougie P didn't like that term meaningless uh, in the National Football League, and I get it, and I appreciate what he said. Although sometimes, you know, listen, <laughs> being a Jaguar fan, we've had a lot of meaningless games around here, Doug. No, no disrespect. I understand what the NFL is all about, but here's Dougie P when asked that yesterday. Not at all. Um, you know, full steam ahead. You know, um, AFC South opponent. You know, great opponent. You know, again, team that beat us in week five and, and uh, um, just focused on, you know, um, you know, putting a good week of preparation in. Yeah, and guys, let's not forget 
that we need to get the Houston monkey off our back too. I mean, it, 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 it's embarrassing. Quite it's been frankly. since seventeen. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It really is. It's it, and we have snap streak after streak after streak this year. That's the great, you know, when you when you make the highlight film, you know, you can you can play off of that more than anything because we've done it all. We've gone to the West Coast. We've gone on the road. We beat an NFC team. We've won back to back road game. I mean, it, you go. We beat Tennessee and Nashville. Uh, this whole season has been about stopping awful streaks. I mean, we had lost 20 straight games to the National Football Conference, which is not, you know, I mean, it's just. So the last one I'd like to, ex- well, there's two. Nine in a row to Houston. That's got to go. Houston sucks. Sorry, Junie Bug. But they're terrible. I mean, they play hard. Okay, I get it. And it'll be a tough game. It's no gimme out there. But don't, but they don't have any kind of, you know, go win the game. There's going to be, I mean, I asked Charlton K. Ganey, there'll be 30,000 people in Houston on Sunday at NRG. They They ain't coming out to that game. They should make that Battle Red Sunday. How many yeah. Battle Red Sundays did we go out there? Oh. You remember the last Jaguar win against te- the Houston Texans? I believe, I believe it was 2017. I believe it was yep. here, and I believe it was like 45-7. to 7. I believe we beat that Houston A That's right. all day, and we had that kid. i tell you who had a great game that day. And that's when we were rolling, by the way, and stacking wins together and, and such. It was, after that, it was after the Seattle game, I think, in 17. Or, or, you know, sometime after the Seattle game. It was towards the end of the year. It was like December. It was. All right. I'm doing pretty good, aren't I, Gibby? You are. You're kind of impressed right now. I think so. I'm doing this off the top of my head. But, but what was the kid's name who was in Tampa last year? And he, he came here and he had to live in his car. Jadon Mickens. Yeah. He had two touchdowns. Yeah! Jadon Mickens had a big day that day. Another guy had a big day, even bigger than him. Who, Blocky? Nope. Who? Keelan Cole. Did he? Seven for 186 and a touch from Blake Bortles. Wow. I that mean, was the last, yeah. I mean. That was the last sighting of Keelan Cole. It was. Keelan Cole still had one of the great catches of the history of the Jags, though, that one-handed snare against the Patriots. But That quarterback matchup, the last time the Jags uh-huh. beat the Texans, was Bortles against TJ Yates. Houston, we've had them too, but Houston's had all those guys. T.J. Yates, Case Keenum. Osweiler. Yeah. They gave Osweiler a bunch of money. Yeah, go down the list of the Houston quarterbacks. You'd have fun. Matt Schaub was a decent quarterback for a few years for him, but, I mean, and then they got Deshaun and we couldn't beat him. I guess Deshaun Watson then never lost to the Jags. I remember in 2017 in the first game of the year, Gibby, I was out there and we sacked their quarterbacks 10 times. They started, uh, their starting quarterback that day was the Savage, the Savage Beast. Tom Savage. Uh, then they gave up and they, Watson was their draft pick. He came in at halftime. He did nothing. We, we whooped them pretty good. So in 17, we swept them. And now they've beaten us nine straight times. Nine straight times, folks. And so my point is, 
We need to snap that streak, and then we also need to snap. Uh, we haven't swept the Titans since 05. Wow. So that would be nice to go ahead and sweep the uh, sweep the Tennessee Titans. There's a lot of play here. And, again, I would love to see, you know, Baltimore at Jacksonville 9-8. and eight. I'm 9-8, and eight, man. Oh, and the other thing, Gibby, I haven't told you this, but I've told the Googans, they know this. The only times we've won the South Division, Gibby? Gosh. Uh... It started in 02. Want to guess how many times we've hoisted an AFC South Division banner? Twice. Once. Wow. I knew it was low. Once. 17 is it, Gibbs. Wow. Because 05 and 07, we were wild cards. Indy won it nine times. Houston's won it six times. Tennessee's won it four times, including the last two years. We must win the division this year. And then we must own the rest of the 20s. The Roaring 20s have to be back in Jacksonville, Florida. We got to win it in 23, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I want seven, eight straight. I want eight straight. The Chiefs have won six in a row out west. When you have a franchise quarterback, the least you do is win your division every year. How many times did Belichick and Brady win it in a row? Like 12? Something ridiculous. It was unbelievable. You can, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, they 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 won it all the time. They had one year where they were like a wild card. They had one year where they missed the playoffs because Brady got hurt, and they still went like eleven and five. It was unbelievable. So yeah, we must win the division just because we've won the AFC South in this is the twenty first year. This is the twenty first year we've won it one freaking time, once. So hopefully we can uh, win it again. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll keep it rolling here. Uh, a lot to talk about today. We've got Doc Murphy in the 7 o'clock hour. I think we're going to have Chris Doring in the 7 o'clock hour as well. So we'll talk some Gator stuff. Um, man, oh, man, the SEC not exactly uh, impressive in the bowl performances. we got a lot going on today right here on a Thursday edition with Gibbs. Uh, Dan Hickett here on the drill. Our mindset is let's not let's not lose any more this season. I mean, that's, that's what we got in front of us. It's kind of what we have to do if we want to get to where we want to be. So... Um, that's the mindset, and uh, I think that's kind of what it has to be. And in order to do that, you got to win. You know, you got to go one and zero every week, and that's been the message this whole season. And you know, it's 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 working for us, so we just got to keep doing that. Trevor, talk. Old Trev playing some good football right now. Hey, by the way, shout out to the Iceman winners last night uh, overtime. Yeah, excellent two to one. Nice game uh, for the uh, Iceman over there. As they uh, keep rolling, they are uh, playing some good hockey. I went to an Iceman game last week, Gibby. That's fun. If you haven't been yet, what are you What are you waiting for? I have. It's been a while. I yeah. should go more often, but yeah. it is fun. They are, and they get good crowds, man. They get seven, eight, nine thousand people at those games. It's a lot of fun. They got cheers going on. They heckle. It's great. Good time. Enjoyed it. So, anyway, I uh, wanted to mention that. Thank you as well, and um, we welcome you back. There's a lot of folks in the college football world seem to be getting on that Ohio State bandwagon, Gibby. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. It just seems like they set up well. It seems like they can play. And and I also feel like Georgia in the end is like a touchdown better than everybody this year. Yeah. I really do. I think Georgia uh, and playing them in Atlanta, eh, it's going to be tough for the Ohio State. It's going to be tough. We'll see. 
It's, you know, I think Georgia, I think if you put the truth hats on everybody, Georgia as the number one team in the land probably would have rather played TCU. But I think it's fair that they play Ohio State because Ohio State got the gift this year. Sometimes in the college football playoff, the team that gets the gift takes advantage, though. And Ohio State may be the team with the best chance to beat Georgia. But I, I mean, I just haven't seen it yet. I feel like even though Stetson Bennett won a championship last year, yeah. people are still going to doubt him. And they're still going to say, well, C.J. Stroud's way better. Yeah. Uh, they both went to the Heisman ceremony. What did Stroud finish, second or third? Notice Stetson finished fourth. Yeah. But still, people are still going to say, well, I, I'm going to look at this quarterback matchup and take C.J. Stroud. Georgia beat Oregon at the beginning of the year, 49-3. to they beat South Carolina at the beginning of the year, 48-7. to They had one scare the whole year. That was Missouri. Um, they beat Auburn 42-10. to They shut out Vanderbilt. They beat Florida by three touchdowns. They beat Tennessee by two touchdowns. They beat Mississippi State 45-19. to Had a slugfest with Kentucky, 16-6, to but they still won by 10. They beat LSU by three touchdowns in the SEC championship game. They've given up 30 points. Maybe people took notice of that, the fact that LSU kind of threw it around a little bit, and Ohio State throws it around as well as anybody. Maybe Ohio State's a good matchup against Georgia. We'll see. I just tend to think when the smoke clears, what's the line in that game, Gibby? I think it's like six and a half, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's... um... But I just think when the smoke clears, it's going to be Georgia 35, Ohio State 24. That's what I think. I could be wrong. But it's six and a half, yep. Six and a half. I would take Georgia in the six and a half. Ohio State is certainly inviting with the six, plus six and a half points, but it's just a touchdown. If it was seven and a half, maybe you go, eh, it's just a touchdown. I think Georgia's a touchdown better than everybody in the country. They've just been better than everybody. Ohio State does have a couple of injuries offensively. Smith and Jigba not playing. Uh, Travion Henderson, the running back, I think mm-hmm. he's out. Mm-hmm. So they do have some injuries, but they've had a lot of rest, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might be rusty. You know, you never know. They might say the rest helped them. It's just, it's so intriguing. And the bowl games are so difficult because you really don't know who's in, who's out. I mean, you do know who's playing, but mentally who's in and who's out. You know, how much does it mean to the squad? What kind of job has the coach done? You know, if you turn it back to Florida, this is where Billy Napier really has not had a good December. Has not had a good December. December needed to be a good month for a coach who just went 6-6 six and six and then lost his bowl game. That started December on a negative, 6-7. Six and seven. Signing day was okay, but it wasn't great. If Billy Napier had been Mario Cristobal on signing day and gotten the third class in the country, then it would have been a good December. And he had a good class. It's the best class Florida's had in a long time. So in that respect, hats off. But then the portal game started, and it seems like Florida's lagging behind in the portal game. At least it does to me. And then you got some interesting guys. Again, we knew there'd be a lot of guys leaving. We knew there'd be a lot of guys leaving, but they had some interesting guys leaving or going into the portal. Maybe they come back. But again, do you want starters who are all SEC-type performers going into the portal? 
And is that just a money play? Which, again, is another question. So, I mean, Billy Napier coming off a six and six year has not had, December has not been kind. It was not a holly jolly Christmas at the Napier household, people. You know, if he had had a great December, then you would have had, instead, the you know, Florida fan right now, Gator Nation is like, uh, uh. I know there's some of you, hey, give him time. I'm not saying get rid of him. Three years, four years, that's fine. Let him have it. But I promise you, when we looked at the schedule a little bit last, you know, this week, they slipped as five and seven or four and eight. I mean, ain't going to cut it, man. Second year coaches make diff. Make a diff. Be Josh Heupel. And that's why the portal was so important. And we've seen teams attack the portal and do well. FSU. TCU, USC, two of the elite in the country this year because of the portal. FSU, much improved because of the portal. We've seen it. It can be done. Graham Mertz is not the guy you want to sit there and go, yeehaw, when Sam Hartman's in the portal. And it had been rumored to Florida since November. The portal's filthy. It's filthy. College football is filthy. It's filthy for the players. It's filthy for the... Agents, it's filthy for the coaches. It's filthy. It's dirty. It's recruiting times 10. I I will maintain, and I don't know this. I will just, I'm sitting here from afar as an observer. Notre Dame is here this week. Shout out, Irish. So are the Cox. Go, Cox, go. I don't care who wins. I see Notre Dame's starting quarterback go in the portal. I scratch my head. You're the starting quarterback for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, and you're in the portal? Why? Why? Well, that kid knows. Sam Hartman's coming. <laughs> he's sitting there in November, and they're telling him, hey, Sam Hartman's coming. What? Yeah, he's coming to Notre Dame. And that hasn't been official, by the way. I have nothing to solidify that. That's just now the rumor. Oh, now these things can change on a dime because of what? Money. Somebody says, oh, whoa, 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 Sam, how much is Notre Dame giving you? Oh, two and a half million. Oh, well, we'll give you three and a half. Okay. Change of plans. Hello, Sunshine State. I don't know how the money's being used in Florida because the whole premise of Billy Napier was I'm not going to buy players, but I'll take care of the players who are here. That was sort of the premise. But then why is Ethan White in the portal? Why is Michael Tarkin in the portal? Why are some of these guys, you know, again, why are those guys in the portal? I want to know the numbers. I'm going to say it all week until somebody tells me. Denny Thompson comes in tomorrow. I'm going to ask him straight up. What are these numbers, man? What are you hearing? You're closer to it than I am. You talk to these coaches. What are the numbers? I want to know the numbers. Are the numbers, and, and, and there was articles yesterday. If you, if you had been Brock Purdy a year ago with another year, and by the way, they all have like seven years of eligibility now. Immerse has two left. Yeah. Two years. You're they excited all, about that. <laughs> I know. They all have all this eligibility. So if you're Brock Purdy, you got Mr. Irrelevant. 
You know what? You know what your signing bonus was seventy-seven thousand dollars. If you're Brock Purdy, you leave Iowa State and you go someplace else, and somebody gives you five hundred thousand dollars to play another year of college football, what should you do? Brock Purdy's proven that he should have went to the NFL because he's playing well. But nonetheless, if you're from an investing standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint, from a am I going to Sam Howell three hundred forty thousand uh, dollars uh, signing bonus to go to Washington in the whatever round he went in? You think that college football teams wouldn't have wanted that kid to come play for him for another year? Darn right they would have. Well, and look at Drake May too. Yeah, the rumor. He got, like, a bunch. Well, again, I don't know. They, they, Narduzzi said $5 million. Teams are offering him $5 million. Right. I want to know the numbers, Gibby. Yeah, open the books. All right, we're going to keep it rolling. We'll go to the 7 o'clock hour. We've got Doc Murphy. Uh, we've got Cat Chat coming up at 8. Riley Skinner at 8. Cat Chat at 8.30. A lot to do today. It's a busy day. You're on a Thursday at the drill. All right, welcome back. Rocking and rolling on a Thursday. Gibby mentioned the Gators losing in basketball. Second worst record in the SEC right now. Bottom of the barrel. And it's just like, what happened? What happened to the good old days of Florida sports? I mean, it's great that we're good in softball and baseball. I love it. I love, you know, volleyball wins SEC this year. That's great. Track and field wins natties. Love natties. You know, I celebrate them. We have 42, I think, in Florida. Gymnastics, always, Gymnastics, always good. I think we stole two Georgia girls in the transfer portal. It's great that we're winning gymnastics. But football and basketball drive the ship, man. And those captains are not off to good starts. Wasn't last night the first SEC game? Yes, it was SEC opening night. Kentucky got whacked by Missouri. Kentucky Jeff is beside himself now. He is finally giving up. I've talked to Kentucky Jeff. He is finally giving up. He's joining his buddy Slim as uh, Cal haters. He's he's oh he's going over the edge. He can't take it much longer. They're down on Cal in, in the bluegrass. They hate him. They hate him because he signed a lifetime contract and they don't think he's trying as hard. It's the worst thing to happen. Kentucky fan is getting sick of Cal. There's no way that team should be eight and four, and they hate that team already. But anyway, this isn't about Kentucky. Just a side note. But you know what? LSU got a LSU got a first-year coach, and they're 12-1. and one. All right? Our first-year coach is 7-6 and six and 0-1 in the conference. The only teams that are worse are South Carolina and Vandy. They're 6-6 six and six each. And Texas A&M is 7-5. and five. None of them have played yet. But Missouri won, LSU won, Alabama won, Tennessee won. These teams are 12-1, and 12-1, and 11-2, 11-2, 11-2, 10-3. That's what we're supposed to be. I don't have a screen here, Gibby, so I don't know what phone activity is going on if you need to tell me something. Just FYI. Nothing. No pretenses here. I don't want to talk too long about college basketball right now. The tenant on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, Notre Dame fan here. Pine went into the portal because Freeman told him that Buckner is the team's QB. He started one and a half games. I remember he got hurt. Hartman is icing on top. Okay, maybe. Uh, Walt says, Napier can't hold on to players. Gator Collective doesn't have as much money as people thought they would. Um, 
After reading uh, McClellan, our defensive tackles, comments about Napier and the players, the madness that is our Gator Collective, Rojas is embarrassing and not backing up what was promised. I won't donate money until it gets fixed. So what's stuff going on with the Gator Collective? I disagree. I think this recruiting recruiting class is going to prove to be monumental. Go Gators. Hey, I hope. I, I think it's a very good recruiting class. I do. I think it's the most substance they've had in, like, Mullen would do Mullen pulled it. Mullen would do this. On signing day, he would take kids who had no shot at playing at Florida and would never play at Florida based on grades or whatever and up his number. But we haven't had a class like this in a long time, so that's that's a positive. My only point is if we're basing everything on recruiting, because we certainly ain't basing it on the play on the field, which was average to below average. We're certainly not based on developing players. I didn't see how many of these guys did you see get better, right? We're certainly not basing it on coaching decisions. We don't want to go down that road again. A lot of iffy decisions made during games. Um, I don't think we're basing it on much on creativity, right? So if we're basing it on the recruiting, it would have been a lot better on signing day to add those that offensive lineman and that cornerback and that this and that that. Yeah, he's got, look, he got Rashad. He got a quarterback. It's huge. Hopefully he gets DJ Lagway. That can change a program overnight. So there's, there's, I'm not, it's not all bleak, but gee whiz, man. We're Florida, baby. What are we doing? That's all I'm saying. So I don't want to talk about Florida. I want to talk about the Jacks. <laughs> I certainly don't want to talk about the Knicks. Did you see the fight last night in the NBA? Yeah, what? Like I saw that one of the guys got shoved into the bench, and that's what started it. Yeah, and then like it was, it was uh, there was like two or three skirmishes. Um, Wasn't it the Pistons? Pistons and uh, uh, Magic. They're always into it, aren't they? The Pistons. Uh, Killian Hayes hit Mo Wagner, and he looked like he got knocked out. Yeah, I saw him fall. Hit like him, face yeah, he first. hit him like in the back of the head, and I don't know if he hit a a a, 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 a what do you call it, like a, a soft spot or something, or a a PowerPoint or whatever you call those things, but he, he looked like he went limp. Pressure point, maybe? Pressure point. Well, I don't Doc know what you Murphy. call him. <laughs> well, that's Doc Murphy. Well, yeah, to so, me, it looked like, kind of like a flop, but I guess it was real. Like, he just, like you said, just went limp and fell over. Fell yeah. forward. It didn't look like any kind of hard punch. No. It didn't even, I, I didn't even see that he really got punched. I guess yeah. he did. Yeah, he came up behind him and kind of ah. whacked him. But, I mean, he shoved him into the bench, so... I mean, if the Pistons and the Magic play, the only way I'm going to mention the Pistons and the Magic is if there's a fight. I mean, I don't And then Grayson Allen uh, uh, did it again. Did he really? Grayson Allen had a little skirmish with DeMar DeRozan. It wasn't that bad, but they, they all hate Grayson Allen. So as soon as he does something, they just all dive on him. And I mean, he's earned that reputation, obviously. A lot of pushing and compilation. We got Grayson Allen and Matt Jones here from Jacksonville, from Duval. Feisty athletes, I like to call them. Feisty. <laughs> the rest of the country might call them dirty. In Duval, we call them feisty. They're saying the same thing about Mac Jones. That's what I said. Yeah, Mac. Yeah, Mac Jones and, and, and Grayson Allen. Right. Two feisty guys. That's what they are. Everybody's um, looking at the video that Mac went low on the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then last night, we had the same, same type of thing with Grayson Allen. We had a one-on-one financial poll question today. I'll update that for you real quick. Uh, if the Jags win the South, who would you like to see in the bank in the postseason? Baltimore, 
Uh, Bengals, Chargers, Fish, as in Dolphins. Uh, almost 700 votes are in at Dan Hicken. Uh, Gibby's posted as well. Uh, Baltimore is winning uh, by, hmm, let's see, about 10, 12%. 44, right? Yeah, 44.7. Uh, Dolphins, 32. Chargers, 13. They don't want the, the Bengals, which is, makes sense because the Bengals are probably the best team of that four. You notice that it's the teams we've already beaten this yeah. year, Baltimore oh, yeah. and L.A. I would say this, too, by the way. I'm not a, I think the Bengals might be the best team in the AFC. They play Balt, uh, Buffalo Monday night. Oh, it's going to be a great game. And they've beaten the Chiefs three times in the last 12 months. So if they go beat Buffalo, man, I you know, the Bengals are good. I think seven in a row and nine out of ten for the Bengals. I believe the Bengals, are they one of the teams that started 0-2? Check uh, that real quick. I'll have to check it out. Because yeah. every year we talk about this when you and when you when you cover the Jags, you've had a few 0-2s. And 0-2 is a death knell for for teams, right? For NFL teams as far as the postseason. They did. They started 0-2. Yeah, very few teams make the playoffs after starting 0-2. The Bengals will add to that. It's like 12% or some, some terribly low number. The Bengals will help that percentage. But the Titans started 0-2, and then they were 7-3, and and they were in. Now they're 7-8, and and they're... We've got Dallas tonight, and they've got nobody playing. So The Bengals lost to the Cowboys and Steelers by a combined six points in the first two games. Yeah, and Joe Burrow had a terrible – remember Joe Burrow threw like I don't know, three picks against the Steelers or something? Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. He he's, had 30 completions in the first half against New England. Yeah, he's great. But they were going to lose that game. They were going to lose that game. New England had the ball on the five-yard line going in for the game-winning touchdown in Ramondre Stevenson. Had the ball stripped. Boy, New England, they kicking themselves the last the, the, the Raider game and the and the Bengal game. Mm. It's still weird that New England has a defensive guy calling plays. Doesn't Patricia call the offense? Yeah, it's it's very odd how they've done it. And I think that will become a bone of contention with owner and coach this this uh offseason. I don't think you can um I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that and be successful. I think you got to, you know, and I think Belichick knows that. I, I mean, but there, the frustration, there, there's a little bit of frustration up there uh, from what I read and see and hear with, with Mac Jones, a little back and forth. And in the end, man, nobody wants to replace Brady. And then you got the whole Brady situation and what is going to happen in Tampa. Tampa has a big game this week. They, they, they have Carolina. Carolina's playing good football, and they're, they're physical. Carolina might beat Tampa. It would not surprise me if Carolina, in Tampa, knocks off the Bucks. It would not surprise me. It also wouldn't surprise me if it's like 13-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, Tampa's down, and Brady leads him down and gets the win because he seems to do that just enough. You know Tom Brady's going to set the record this year for the most pass attempts by an NFL quarterback in a season? If you play at long the, enough, you'll get it. At the age of 45, that's a bad sign on Tampa. They cannot run the ball. Their offensive line was decimated as well. The NFL, more than any other sport, is such a battle of attrition, isn't it? I mean, you get a key injury late and knock on wood. I mean, we lost Cam and Smooty Smoot, and that stinks. But relatively speaking, the Jags have been in really good shape 
injury-wise. You always lose somebody. And the Jags have stayed, I'm knocking on wood here, Yes, very much. Well, look at the Eagles. Uh, we love Minshew, but they lost Hurts. Yeah. Hurts might be the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Minshew played well. He threw a couple picks, but. He did play well. He did play. He threw for like, what, 355? Yeah. Two touchdowns? Yeah. Minshew is, um, Minshew is Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what he is. I think that, I think my son Juju told me that way back. I think he was the first to tell me that. And I, a lot of people, I, I couldn't agree more. That's who Minshew is. He's going to have a he'll long have some, career. Yeah, he'll be around a long time. He'll have a string. He'll get some time where he gets starts. And he may have a year where he wins four games in a row for a team. And people will say, damn, why wasn't he playing all the time? And then he'll come back to earth. And he's just not quite enough. Not quite enough. But he's a tough kid, man. Good football player. Um... Per NFL research, Trevor Lawrence. Let this one sink in as we I think I saw this. get ready to break. Boasts the highest passer rating increase from year one to year two of any quarterback in league history. 24.1 points right now. I don't know the rest. I don't know who else is where. I just see that per NFL research. Is that just the difference between Herbs and Peterson? No. That's part of it. I would say this. Herbs made Trevor worse. Peterson makes Trevor better. But Trevor still has to do it. I mean, Trevor was... My point is this. Trevor was going to get much better regardless of who was coaching the team. Okay. I think that Peter Herbs was bottom of the barrel and Peterson is top of the barrel. So that helps. And Peterson can scheme with the best of them, it seems to me. So I give him a ton of credit. He's been Peterson is the perfect coach for for Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson should be tied at the hip for the next 10 years, hopefully. Because it's it's a perfect match. Trevor Lawrence is playing at an elite level, and Doug Peterson seemingly pushes most of the right buttons. You know? There's a there's there's always a player or two. And in the course of a game, you're always gonna go, you know, like what oh, was the one this year where we ran some sort of pitch out on fourth and one and so, you know, there's always a player or two, but and Peterson will come back and say, Yeah, it was a dumb call. <laughs> it's very up upfront and honest. Yeah, I probably should have done that. The play calling against the Jets was like chess and checkers. It was, that was unbelievable. Great. That that one drive was was vintage Doug Peterson. Sixteen play, ninety six yard drive, where I, I was I just watching it, I was like, Oh, what a good call. Oh, he just ran there, I thought he'd throw. Oh, he just threw there, I thought he'd run. I mean, he had them off balance and in rhythm the whole way down. The, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. All right, we'll keep it going. Uh, this is the Thursday edition of The Drill. Guests galore lined up here coming up uh, starting in the 8 o'clock hour. We're rolling on here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. 
played wide receiver and wore number 28 for the head ball coach with over 2,000 yards and 31 touchdowns for the game. His teammates called him Captain Doe. He's now an analyst for SEC Network. And here on The Drill, Chris Dory. Brought to you by NHR and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3. That's 1-800-747-3733. All right, we're going to bring in Chris Doring right now from the SEC Network, and I just hope and pray that he can put me in a better mood because I am salty when it comes to my alma mater right now. Chris, I don't think it was a good December for our football coach, not to mention our basketball team had a chance to do something last night, and they didn't. So I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, and ask you, am I wrong to think that Billy Napier, and by the way, good morning. Thanks for the time. Good morning. Always good to catch up with you. Yeah. <laughs> what am yeah, I? Great, great intro. Man. I know. I appreciate that. A great, uh, yeah, putting something on the plate that I can't win with. I don't know I even how to talk you out of being in a bad mood with that subject coming up there. I think I'm, I think everybody's kind of with you. I'm in a bad mood. I don't, I don't think it was a good December around Gainesville as far as the football program. And when you go six and seven or six and six heading into December, you need to have a good December, Chris. I don't, I don't, I don't think we had that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. I, I, the recruiting was probably about where everybody thought it was going to end up, mm-hmm. you know, at the top 10 class. Yeah, so it's a good there. class, good class. But it could have been a great class and it wasn't, but go ahead. But, yeah, but what, here's the thing, though. The, the problem is not Billy Napier as much as it is is the, the, the whole system that has no system. I mean, you could now sell the greatest vision of what your program's going to be like mm-hmm. and what the opportunities are going to be for mm-hmm. development for players and how you're going to get them not only to the next level but win championships. And they're going to say, okay, well, how much am I going to make? And, yeah. that, and there's no structure to it. There's, yeah. no, there's no salary cap. There's no sort of uh, evening of the playing field. It just, in a lot of cases, comes down to the highest bidder, which NIL was not designed to be pay-for-play, and that's exactly what it's become. 100% agree. But we knew all this in August, and, and I said in August, if you want the five stars, because Billy said, and I'm going to get, I have a lot of questions. Billy said... I'll take care of the kids who are here. I'm not going to buy players. Okay, that's fine, but you're not going to get them then. You're not going to get the five stars, I don't think, because I and I understand. I'm not blaming the kids, but you're not going to get those kids unless you buy them. So, And other schools have figured this out, and Florida seems to be a step behind in this process. So how do you fix that? I guess you've got to pony up. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things that we've all kind of uh... – said that uh, at least most people I've talked to don't want to be a part of or, or some people the idea of all right, hey, I want to contribute uh, you know X amount every single month to this fund that's going to buy players I, I just I I don't have the the personal kind of uh, inclination to to want to do that maybe it's just my own experiences mm-hmm. and understanding the value of what an education at the University of Florida has afforded me and, mm-hmm. and not only my NFL career but beyond and and uh I just I don't I, it's it, even talking with some of the people that are involved directly with recruiting uh, feel down about how de-emphasized their job has become because of of what is basically just ponying up the most money you possibly can. So I guess if Florida wants to compete at that level, maybe either Billy Napier changes his his perspective, which I have a hard time believing. I mean, it sounds great to say I'm not going to pay buy players, but I think everybody's out there doing that anyway. So I'm not sure how transparent and authentic that statement is, but um, I, I guess it comes down to having one of these mega boosters that's going to come up with the money that you're seeing places like Miami and Oregon be able to have success with buying yeah. players. 
Yeah. And, okay. So then let me let me pivot then. All right. Let me pivot because I hear what you're saying. And I, by the way, I agree with you about I, it's it's making me less of a college football fan. And again, I don't blame the kids. The money's out there. I actually, to me, honestly, if you ask me, Chris, I kind of blame the coaches because it's greed. It's greed everywhere, and the coaches kept rising up their salaries, eight, nine, ten million a year. It's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, it's, the, it's the NCAA as well. For yes. Not having oh God, don't get me started on them. They're yeah. they're useless. They're useless. But Dan, I will say this though. Mm-hmm. You know, for all the talk about being less of a college football fan that I think a lot of people have been mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. and a lot of people talking about bowl games being mm-hmm. not worth anything now, and uh-huh. the emphasis of that. Yesterday was a great day. It Watching was. bowl games yesterday was yep. a lot of fun. First for one, days. though. First day of the, since we started the bowls that uh, I enjoyed them. You're right. That's true. Yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, we're starting to get into the, the bigger the good bowls games, with yeah. the teams mm-hmm. that, that uh, we know a little bit more. And you're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, I thought that listening to Sam Pittman yesterday after that win over uh, the overtime mm-hmm. win that they were able to get uh, over Kansas, it just, he made the comment like, hey, we're not talking about the guys that aren't here. We're talking about the guys that are here that yeah. partic- choose to participate. Those guys played hard. It was fun to watch the different teams yesterday have yes. the the effort and the enthusiasm for playing in a game that a lot of people label as meaningless. That's fair. That's fair, and I'm glad you pointed that out. And I'll go, but I want to go back to this for a second, Chris. I want I, I got to get your opinion on this. Yeah. Billy, okay, said I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna buy players, but I'm gonna take care of the players who are here. So why are my why is my second team all SEC offensive lineman in the portal? Why are my why I understand we're gonna have some. You know, I, we knew the change was coming on the roster, and I, I and I understand it works both ways. I get that. But there's no way you could tell me that some of these kids who are in the portal, Florida wanted in the portal. I, I can't believe that. So are they going in the portal to see if they can find better deals? I have to imagine that's the case, right? I mean, I, I don't know unless unless they've been told that the the future for them is is, right. is somewhat limited. Right. And it has to be a, a, a bid for free agency, at least to just test your value. I mean, you know, we're watching last night. Luke Altmeyer comes in the game. He's a guy that's currently in the portal, has to come in and play it down when, when uh, Jackson goes down. Like, you're, you're seeing guys that are already putting their name in the transfer portal to go see what their worth is elsewhere, still playing downs at the school they're at right now. All of it is completely messed up. Definitely. Matt. And, and the other thing, Chris, and I, I know you – I don't know how much you can enlighten us. And I'm waiting for somebody, some journalist, some investigative reporter, Chris, to do the story. I want to know the numbers, Chris. I want to know if Narduzzi was right. Did Is somebody really, two schools really offering Drake May $5 million? Uh, uh, there, I saw a story yesterday, like Brock Purdy and how well he's done in San Francisco. He got a $77,000 bonus. If he had... He would have benefited more so financially, signing bonus rather, as Mr. Irrelevant. He would have benefited more so financially if he had another year to go someplace else and get half a million or a million, if that's what they're paying. Do what you are believe, they? Though, five million. You think it, what business person? And I think as much of a college football fan as most of these people are, <laughs> I know. you still have to have an ROI, right? I yeah. Mean, how are you possibly going to get any sort of return on? You're a not. I don't know. Investment? You tell me. I don't. But I, I, I want to know the numbers. I mean, yeah. is that wrong of me? I mean, what? I mean, who's? How much are they truly getting? Like the Tennessee kid, the quarterback from California. You know, I've heard. It was eight million for three years, Hick. Eight million. Is it? Are they yeah. offering an eighteen year old kid eight million dollars? Yeah. It's insane. Doesn't, doesn't make much sense. And again, you're not gonna get the return on that investment likely. And I, I just have to believe that that is misinformation that's being put out there 
as a positive recruiting tool, as a way to say, hey, this is what we're willing to pay. These guys are, are, are making this kind of money to come to Tennessee. I, I have to believe that people are putting that news out there purposefully to, to gain more attention for the school. I, I can tell you, I do know of some who are not all-stars or, or all-conference players who are transferring schools at, mainly at the quarterback position. I, I get that. But have been getting vehicles and places to live and top-of-the-line things and money, and, and it's, it's you know, like a million dollars. I mean, it's I, – I mean, I think Anthony Richardson was making over that. I yeah, mean, I, for sure. I, I think in terms of what he had in vehicle yeah. uh, endorsements, yeah. and he was getting, you know, over seven figures from what I understood. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it's pretty – part of it is, Dan, you know this, I, I – I have a little bit of a, a chip on my shoulder when it comes to recruiting anyway, not being offered a scholarship coming sure. out of college. I certainly think I probably would have done pretty well in NIL uh, after yeah. my Kentucky catch. And so part of it's a little bit of sour grapes on my behalf. I'm, I'm willing to admit that. Yeah. You and Mick could have partnered up on a T-shirt and made a ton of money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Tebow would have got? No doubt. <laughs> or Danny. No doubt. What, a da- what a Danny would have got for yeah. another year. I mean, yeah. and, and it's 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 – I don't know, man. It, it it is what it is. But anyway, back to back to Florida. I, I'm you know. Tell me what you think about like like here's Graham Mertz coming in. That again, God, I hope he's great. I hope he does well. He doesn't excite Gator Nation when we're hearing Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, and now we're hearing Sam Hartman to Notre Dame, Sam Hartman to Notre Dame, Sam Hartman to Notre Dame. So why Graham Mertz? Why not Sam Hartman? Where we're hey, flo- help make me. It worse, Dan. Sam Hartman's. Older brothers in grad school in Florida. I think that's why it made so much sense oh, to hear that that was a, a possibility. Uh. And I have to believe, I mean, that rumor was out there far before he right. even commented on putting his name into the transfer portal. So I have to believe that maybe there was some smoke at some point. Absolutely in, in smoke. That. Absolutely. But I, I think when you're looking at Sam Hartman and then you put Graham Mertz next to him, I don't know that uh, people are going to feel very fulfilled with that. I mean, we're talking about a guy that basically was living off of the first game that he played as the quarterback at Wisconsin and never kind of reached that, that uh, threshold for success again there. I, maybe, I, I guess, in this case, I'm going to be the guy that's glass, glass half full and, okay. and say that they evaluated players that were available and this was the best fit for what they wanted to do and trust that coaching staff knows what they're doing, maybe. Okay, okay. Well, let, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wrap with this, Chris. With all the junk that we just talked about, all the junk uh, around college football, it still comes down to wins and losses. And I'm, I'm worried, and I like Billy Napier. And I, I love his plan, and I like how he's trying to execute it mostly. But I worry right now, and it's only December. It's not even next year yet. But I worry when I peek ahead that it is, things may not be even as rosy as they were this year, next year in Gainesville. Like, is there enough? Uh, they're going to be counting on a lot of true freshmen, and I, I, I'm concerned about the program a little bit here and what they're going to do next year. And you know as well as anyone, man, we are not a patient bunch. Yeah. And you go out to Utah and take an L and, and don't find ways to beat Kentucky or Tennessee, and you get three losses early, brother, help me. Yeah, the schedule doesn't get any easier by, by any means. And, and uh, you know, looking at basically starting over, I would say almost starting over from a, a, a starting point that was 
further back than what this year's starting point was. Yeah. And uh, I'll say this. I guess the transfer portal is not done yet. So right. There's some opportunity there to continue to upgrade your roster. The, the bottom line is you, you mentioned he has a great plan in place. I think he had a great plan in place that he put together during the 2020 pandemic that he talked an awful lot about that now is a little outdated. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely have to adjust what your plan is and figure out how you're going to go about using whatever resources you're able to pull together. But it really is nothing more than what you can can do to to, to buy the best players out there. And uh, there there needs to be some – legislation in a hurry. Not only is it going to, I think, widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots, but you are seeing, I think, in addition to Florida struggling, Ohio State has been another one of those teams that has been behind in terms of figuring out NIL. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do think that that you're going to see the haves separate themselves even more from the have-nots. And uh, I think what was uh, supposed to be something that was – the market would figure things out. I think it's doing just the opposite right now. I think it's continuing to make things worse, and somebody's going to have to figure out how they'll legislate this to make the playing field somewhat even again and, and decide who is going to be a part of this, what is going to be a professional league of college athletics. Yeah, you're right. Damn it, Chris Doring. I don't want to be a have-not. We're Florida. We should be a have. I don't <laughs> care what it takes. Yeah. I, oh, we, we all, you know – we give money. Use the money. Buy the player. Whatever you got to do. Don't be a step behind. That's what bothers me. We were a step behind in the facilities. We always were. I sat here for years and years. Why, you you got to have facilities. Now that part is almost obsolete. You still got to have them. But, I mean, it's all about money now. And it is. Isn't it, isn't it, I would, there was a time that I was so upset about the idea of what <laughs> facilities or uniforms or those types of things would get for players. Yeah. Now we're just talking about. Straight cash to these Straight kids. I would cash. give anything. I long for the days of talking about facilities and uniforms and attracting players. Hey, man, you're awesome. I appreciate it. I could talk to you all day. Uh, great stuff. You do a great job on the SEC Network. Happy New Year, friend. Happy New Year, Dan. Thank you, man. All right, Take there care. he goes, Chris Doring. Uh, he's got things to do. I got to get to Doc Murphy because I'm going to yell at him too when we come back. I mean, I got to know what the heck's going on in this football world. What is going on in Miami? What are they doing with Tua? Uh, we got injuries in Jacksonville. We got a lot to cover with Doc Murphy. We'll do that next. Right here on The Drill. Try to make them laugh, Doc. That's about the best I can do. Dr. Kevin Murphy, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. The best in the biz is here. I like to call it the Murphy Report. I don't care what you people call it. How are you, Doctor? Doing well. Doing well. Happy New Year next week, man. This weekend, we got a big one. You and the wife going out, tripping the light fantastic? Yeah, no. We're going to be staying (laughs) home. (laughs) Watch ball. We got college ball. Yeah, no New Year's. Yeah. No New Year's is sometimes the best New Year's when you get to our... We'll stay up, but we're not going out. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes staying up is tough. Now it is. You start to, and you, you get up at the crack of dawn and get on that treadmill. Anyway, oh gosh, Doc, Tua Tonga Viola. Um, I feel like uh, he he went to them this time with symptoms, and they went. We go back and look, and we find the place where he, you know, but they missed it again. Yep. And it's not it's not just the Dolphins. That's the least. I mean, it's I I don't know. I, I find it hard. I can't blame the organization, but it's hard. I mean, you got all this stuff happening every play. I could see you missing it. Is it inexcusable or is it okay? You know, when do these things happen? Like, what? What? Let's talk about that first before we talk about Tua himself. Yeah, the, you can't pick them all up. Yeah, you know, the guys got to be honest. We're I mean, all say, banging hey, heads. Yeah. yeah, there's guys getting even things that don't seem correct. That 
significant can be a concussion. So, you know, the guy's got to be legit with the with the training staff and yeah. say, hey, I, I got dinged and I'm, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. And let him look at him. Yeah. So he goes and throws three picks. The next day he's, he's saying, hey, listen, I got. Now, to me, if the kid is coming to them and saying something, I wonder if the kid is scared. Like, this is, this is real, man. This is, I got a problem here. Hey, like, I'm is, worried about this like guy. This is like Sid Crosby. Yes. This is like take a year off persistent or, symptoms. Yeah. That, you know, he had two in a row. Yes. And they were not insignificant ones. Right. When you remember when he, when he, his, his mm-hmm. hands went up, that's, that's a, that's a central nervous system sign. That right. Bad things happen. And so that's, uh, that's telling to me that, that he had a significant injury mm-hmm. and now with lingering symptoms mm-hmm. with a seemingly minor uh, issue, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think a big deal. And I think they're going to look at that and he may be uh, going down that line of the Sid Crosby. I'm, I'm off for a year. Yeah. How many is too many? I know you can't really, you can't really put a number on it, but Two is too many, but how many is too many? Well, the traditional number was three. Okay. In a in a season, they yeah. say, "Hey, you you're done." Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I so they're saying he's not going to play Sunday. Yeah, I can play him again this year, Sunday. right? I think he I think he's done for the year. Yeah, they got two games left. They might make the playoffs. Well, uh, again, this is this is beyond that. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, better be. Yeah, Has there to be. there's a big spotlight on it now. Yes. Yes, particularly and, with him because his situation where they, they right. kind of missed the first one and uh, right. may have put him in this situation. And you will tell us, I think we've talked about this part before, but you will tell us we are much better. We don't have all the answers, but we're much better at spotting, handling, determining than we were 15 years ago. Oh, no question. Right. And yeah. the evaluation to return is better. Mm-hmm. There's some really good cognitive tests that they can mm-hmm. do beyond just the on-the-field things that you do that can determine if he, he's really been concussed and has some brain damage. He will know the risks when they spell him out. Is there any chance this young man doesn't play football again? There is. Yeah. Yeah. It's that severe. Yeah, it's, it's Could fr- be. It's I don't know that fr- yeah. it is. but Right. Three in a season, and right. him having still potentially persistent symptoms when he had a concussion weeks and weeks ago. The game has changed in this respect, and I think you'll admit this. And so, did you happen to see Derwin James hit Monday night? I did. Yeah, and I think it was one of the loudest hits I've ever heard. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what struck me. So, and it, it. But the difference in the game is he's ejected. It's a penalty. 20 years ago, it's highlight material. It's Absolutely. the lead of Sports Center. It's, wow, check this out. We don't do that anymore. Well, I remember going to right? Steeler games back yeah. in the day. And yeah. They would, they would play this Renegade song, <laughs> and like in the third quarter, and mm-hmm. they would show clips of all the Steeler hits, of all right. the the vicious, right. vicious hits, right. just like that one. Yes. Guys getting hit in the head. Yes. And that doesn't happen. They still play the song. They yeah. just don't play those clips. But <laughs> we yeah, show more of the have, celebrations. Yeah, <laughs> things have changed yes. for the better because yeah. that really is dangerous. That, yeah. But. And it was similar, close. It was it was close to being a clean hit, too. Yes. I, I, 
<laughs> the DBs come run up. They're trying to right. dislodge the guy from right. the ball. Right. right? They're trying right. to hit him as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. And frequently, the last second, the the head angles change. And sure. You close your eyes because this is really going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And the hit happens. So I don't think he intentionally necessarily tries to right. hit him in the head and hurt the guy. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to hit him really hard. They went hard into blaming the quarterback after that, too. And I get it. I mean, you can't lead a guy. But, I mean, you got so much stuff happening in the pocket. You see a guy running open. You throw it a step ahead, you may not see that guy coming out of nowhere to, yeah. to de-cleat him, but it was... But I saw uh, another one in, in the... I can't remember which game, mm-hmm. but the guy went low, mm-hmm. and the the receiver had his knees, his feet, fortunately, not planted in the turf, mm-hmm. but the guy hit him right in the kneecap, and you know, that hit with the foot planted, that's Oh, a yeah. devastating knee injury. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's a year out. I mean, right. And you remember, so you hit you him low, you got that. problems. You hit him too high, yeah. you got problems. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. tough game. It and, is a and, tough and, game. You know, but they're trying to clean up. The concussion thing's a big deal with brain injuries mm-hmm. long-term, and you, you really have to protect And the companies have done so much with the helmets even. I mean, but the bottom line is, and you've told me this, your brain moves. You know? Well, the, the problem, if you have an injury to your brain, you get hit again. That's the biggest issue, right. the second impact thing, that you can get a really significant brain injury, and that's the worry for the, the yeah. two yeah. situation. Yeah. All right, let's talk a, a little bit about the Jags. Uh, Doc Kevin Murphy, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, in with us here on a on a Thursday. Um, oh, man, uh, Smooty Smoot, Duan Smoot, uh, Achilles. Same field that James Robinson did it on. They're replacing the turf, by the way, after this year. That doesn't help us. Non-contact, it didn't look like – Listen, I get sometimes the turf, it sticks a little bit more. I get it, but I, I just don't know if I can blame the turf. It's just fluky, but I think at some point we're going to move back to grass here with the with the NFLPA and such. It just seems like that. But anyway, standard Achilles injury. Um, they made, they've made some, have they made some strides in, in the surgery itself and the recovery time? It seems like that may be the case a little bit. Yes. Okay. Uh, it can be done. There's there's devices out there that you mm-hmm. can do it what we call percutaneously, where there's mm-hmm. no big incision. Mm-hmm. The the skin in that area is the vascularity isn't great. So mm-hmm. if you can minimize the skin uh, incisions and handling the tissues there, the that's better for less risk of infection and problems with healing. Mm-hmm. So there 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 are newer techniques that are better, but it's still a long recovery, and you still may have some limited or decreased push off power uh, after that. Uh, Achilles heels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you expect him back for the start of the season in September? No. No. Okay. No. What okay. is this now? So well, just it's late surgery. December. Yeah. yeah. September, January, February. Uh, Possible? Push. 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 Okay. Yeah. Possible, but it'd be a push. Uh, in his position, it's a little more likely then. He could come back because yeah. he's not yeah, cut he's wide not, receiver running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about um, uh, Cam Robinson? He's done for the year. Knee injury. Looked worse than maybe the diagnosis, but nonetheless, keep him out long enough. Yeah, you know, that's a tougher one. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, meniscus, if you repair it truly, and every, when they go to surgery for meniscus, they say it's getting repaired. Well, most of those are not repaired. You're trimming the edge because it's not repairable. Mm-hmm. It's all chewed up or it just isn't going to hold a stitch or it's not in an area where there's blood flow that will let it heal. Now, if, it, if it's a repair and it's torn in the peripheral edge where there's blood flow, you, you would want to stitch that to retain that cushion. Well, then that's more of a three-month recovery as opposed to a three-week recovery. Mm-hmm. So if you just trim it, that's a relatively quick recovery for most of these guys. 
Uh, one other one I want to get with you, uh, Doc, and that's Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans, the hated Tennessee Titans. I've seen all these different reports. He's not playing. He's done for the year. He's had surgery, blah, blah, blah. And I'm reading right here he had tightrope ankle surgery. This is the Tua Alabama surgery. Is that correct? That's it. Yeah. And so tightrope ankle surgery helps you get back quicker. Is that correct? <laughs> He's laughing. Well, it helped Tua get back quicker, but <laughs> yeah, that in reality, that's yes. not how it's supposed to work. It's so not. So, okay. You do that to hold the bones in place, to basically supplement that uh, ligament that's torn, the, the high ankle, that syndesmotic ligament that goes between the tibia and the fibula. So mm-hmm. that's designed to hold that space intact while it heals. But you still have to let it heal. Just that tightrope is not getting it to heal. It still needs to heal. Okay. To, so if you put him back too soon and it disrupts that, you, yeah. you, you wasted, you know, it was unnecessary surgery. So, no, it shouldn't allow him to come back to play. Okay. It's, it's done in order to – now, some AKA two was – that's what they did. They right. did that to get him back quicker. Correct. But that's, uh, that's a little aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the text line, um, good morning, fellas. Can you ask Doc, does he think people are getting uh, – Concussions because less and less people are wearing their mouthpieces. Uh, that's an interesting question. Okay. That's one of those theories that it, when your jaw is open a little bit, they right. have specific mouthpieces that keep your jaw okay. gapped a little bit, mm-hmm. that there's less risk of head injury. Okay. Um, but no, I don't think that's why. I think okay. it's because there's big, fast guys that run faster and hit harder. Okay. All I right. think that's why. Well, great stuff. Um, Happy New Year. Always good to see you, my man. He's a doctor. Did we get everything? Did we miss anybody? I think we, I think we got him, right? He's a Dr. Kevin Murphy, Southeast Orthopedic Specialists uh, on Brave Old Army Team. Uh, and we appreciate him so much here on the drill. And he's, he's, uh, he's helped many people here in Jacksonville, FLA. Doc, Happy New Year. Thank you, happy buddy. Happy New Year. Will. All right. I haven't heard this song in forever. Thank you, Gibby. What happened to this thing? This used to be a Friday staple. It's Uncle Leo. Bringing it back. Thank you. <laughs> you know, the uh, Knowles get after it tonight. And you want to talk about ascending, descending. I mean, FSU, this time last year, with Napier coming into Florida and what Florida had done and Beating FSU, they were better than they were better than FSU. Even you know, once Billy Napier got in here, they were a better program. They were going to take off, and then Mario Cristobal came in, and and the Money Man came into Miami, and they were going to take off. And Norvell was, you know, like man, if he doesn't get to a bowl game this year, they're they're, they're we're getting Dion back home. We're going to do something. This is we don't have the money. We can't even afford to change coaches. We're you know, blah 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 blah. And listen. Change of plans. Whack. I mean, FSU ascending. FSU with every opportunity. FSU can cap off a 10-win season with a dub tonight. And the FSU fan can still rue what happened in that little three-game stretch of losses where they could have beat Wake. They could have beat NC State. They came back on Clemson. I mean, who knows? And I think FSU, with all their players coming back in the portal and everything happening, will be the favorite Right there with Clemson next year in the ACC, in my opinion. And they did it, and they've, they've, but what they have done that 
the others have not is have demonstrated an ability to work the portal better than almost any program in the country. Certainly up there in the top five. You know, certainly up there in the top five. Billy Napier's best players that he brought in were sort of transfers. I don't know if they were transfer portal guys. It was Osiris Torrance who came with him and now is going to the NFL. It was the running back from Louisiana, Montreal Johnson, who's, you know, their number one running back. They got Ricky Pearsall out of Arizona State. That was a good pickup. But, man, oh, man, they have uh, they have done it, and they haven't done it through recruiting. And I don't know if it's short-term, long-term. I don't care if I'm a fan of a program. Listen, if you can do it every year, just keep doing it. And then supplement the portal pickups with the recruiting and hope that you develop the recruits. Because FSU ain't wowing people with their recruiting, right? But so what? FSU's top player from the high school ranks in each of the last three recruiting cycles contributed absolutely nothing on the field. They were the number 35 player, the number 261 player, and the number 48 player overall. And all three entered the transfer portal. FSU coaches went to the transfer portal to fill needs at positions where most high school players Failed to get on the field as freshmen and contribute at a high level. Defensive tackle, defensive end, offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker, defensive back. All positions the staff identified and got quality players from the portal. How many quality players? Ten transfer players made all ACC over the past two years. Probably safe to say there are not ten freshmen who made all ACC over the past two years. Probably is. Begs to question. Are quality transfer portal players... More valuable than five-star high schoolers. I don't know. Maybe. FSU football hadn't signed a five-star high school player since the 2017 recruiting cycle until Hakeem Williams signed last week. 2017 players Cam Akers, Marvin Wilson, Joshua Kando, and Kalen LeBorn, the running back. Akers and Wilson contributed the most. Uh, the Kando kid had a ton of injuries. LeBorn was dismissed from the program, blossomed at Marshall. Akers, Wilson, and Kando made it to the NFL. Safe to say they never produced close to their five-star billing. Hmm. The two five-star players that are two of the most productive are in, in recent years, and this is a long recent, LaMarcus Joyner and Derwin James. Joyner was the number 12 player. James, the number five player overall in their respective classes, right? They had, they had great careers there. Defensive scheme and overall defense can influence a player's spat, stats. Uh, Jamie Robinson has been terrific. He came from South Carolina. He's a three-star out of high school, number 393, but he's a terrific football player. And he's had great stats. And he's going to play in the Cheez-It Bowl. And then I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he'll go pro. But again, how does it work? Is, are, are, are the, are the five-star players or the portal more important? I mean, for the longevity of the program, I get it. you got to recruit. I mean, the bottom line is look at the recruiting. Look at Georgia. Look at, look at Alabama. Look at Ohio State. They're in the top five every year. 
So you got to get the five stars, but you got to get the portal too. The portal, and I just I, I think they do it. FSU does it a little bit backwards, and it's worked because maybe they're not great at high school recruiting, but they're damn sure great at portal. Every year they get a portal guy, and every year a portal guy goes pro and goes the first round. I mean, are you concerned with uh, the NIL stuff? Because what what Doring said earlier was it's the system without a system, and it's hard to hard to figure out. But other teams it's, are doing it. It's not hard to figure out. Just pay them. Yeah, it's not hard to figure out. You got to amass the money, and then you pay the guys, and you say how much are they paying, and you pay them more. Do you think Florida is just not willing to embrace that fully? Yes. 100% they're not. I was looking for. The other day, Jeff went on a rant about not donating because they don't need the money to buy the players. Well, me and Jeff will be arguing about that next week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right out of the gate, I bet. You damn sure need the money to buy the players. Question, you say you alumni donate money to buy the players. The other day, Jeff went on a rant. I, I wasn't here. I didn't hear Jeff. So I'll, I'll ask Jeff, though. Obviously, me and Jeff have great rants and arguments. And we don't agree on all kinds of things. So I'll ask him. The other day, Jeff went on a rant about not donating because they don't need the money to buy the players. Yeah, I would rebut that. A million times over. Damn sure better have some money. I mean, now they paid basketball. They paid Colin Castleton, and he's not giving us an ROI. (laughs) He had a great start to the year, but, I mean, (sighs) it's all about, it's all about money. And listen, People who believe the five million are are LOL. I I maybe if you're specifically talking about the Drake May situation, maybe. But there is a lot of money being kicked around here. So you've got to uh you gotta get it you've got to get a handle on it and you gotta get a handle on it now, or you're gonna get shuffled out quick. I mean, Doring even said haves and have-nots. And if you have to put Florida in one of the categories, guess what category they ain't going in? The haves. And they should be in the haves. Why are they not in the haves? Now, if you want to be patient and you want to let Billy Napier reel in a, a number nine class this year and a number six class next year and a number 11 class a year after that, if that's where he's going to be, and you can be patient, those classes will reap, you will reap benefits from those classes. Down the road, but not soon. And the portal is, the portal's, and the other thing that's messed everything up is the extra year of eligibility. These kids are playing five, six, seven years. Again, I don't blame the kids. Never blame the kids. If I'm not playing in the NFL, I'll stay in college. Go get a master's, make myself more marketable, and have fun doing it and make some money on the side. I mean, why would I want to go out in the real world? Hell no. This is great. 
It's not like they practice you. You know, they only got X amount of hours a week, right? You got plenty of free time. It's a great life. Stay in there as long as you can. We need sweeping reform in college football and college sports. And the NCAA ain't going to do it. And so we're just, if I'm sitting here next year at this time, still talking about this nonsense, it's going to be, it's incredible. It's incredible. Got a feeling you might, given the NCAA's. Uh, well, they're, they're they, useless. They drag their feet on everything. Somebody has got to hire a czar and regulate and say, I'm going to make the rules. Here we go. This college football it. commissioner. Yeah. You got to have one. And it is. It's professional. It's not college football anymore. It's, it's minor league football. That's fine. I don't care. I'm, I'm, it is what it is. I don't care. I just want my alma mater to understand it and embrace it and figure it out. Because there's some, there's all kinds of junk going on now out of Florida. I don't know what in the blazes is going on there. You Googans are telling me that this is going on with the, the collective and that's going on. But yeah, you, you, of course you got to buy players. Who's going to Florida? Where's Cormani McLean going? You don't think Cormani McLean deep down wanted to go to Florida? I mean, he's got Ahmad Black coaching him in high school. He's right down the road. Perfect place for him to go. Somebody wants to stroke him a bigger check, you take the bigger check. Of course you do. I don't know what happened in this case, but I, I called the Bulls American Heritage game a couple weeks ago, Final mm-hmm. Four, and American Heritage had a running back, Mark Fletcher, four-star guy. Yeah. Yeah. The crystal balls all said Florida, and he went to Miami. Now, yeah. Miami's right there. They're in Miami. Yeah. But I don't know what, what the circumstances were. Like, there was recruiting guys on the sideline watching that game. Where do you think he's going? Oh, he's going to Florida. He went to Miami. Yeah. Wonder why. Well, I know why. Right. Ruiz. Joe, you gets mad. Well, every time you say Miami buys, who cares? It's who cares? Le- it's legal now. Who cares? Who cares how you buy them? There's or no how you the, get them. If you no get more. them. Who cares? Right. Just get them. There's no more under the table. It's on the table, out in the open. Because there's, there's no denying facility-wise. and uh, Do you see where they house these kids at Florida? Do you see where, facility-wise, Florida's great? It's a great situation. You're treated like a king there if you're a Florida football player. That's money. But now we're gonna, are we going to be behind on the money thing for five more years? I mean... We're behind on the facility thing forever. You know? But there's no denying. Listen, I love you you U fans, but I'd rather play in front of 90,000 every week than play in front of 25,000 and play, you know? I'd rather play in the SEC than the ACC. Those are just facts. You can say it's all good. I'm cool, but that's just truth. But if you're going to write me a better check, I'm going to the U, baby. I'm flashing the U. (laughs) <laughs> you want to give me half a million bucks a year for every year I'm there? And Florida's saying, well, come here. We'll give you a couple suits. We'll take care of you once you admit you're coming here. Nah. No, you know, I can get a better deal. I'll go to the U. I'll be fine. It just is what it is. Anyway, let's turn our attention back to the NFL. College sports depress me right now. But I wanted to point out, I want to talk a little bit about FSU because I want to give kudos to FSU. Look, their program is about to go win its 10th game. And they are going to be in prime position next year. Prime position next year. If not then, I don't know when, but this is the, that has got to be their year. 
And if they make that move next year, then they can they can be back. They can be back. And FSU next year, I know they got LSU in Orlando. And then they got like North Alabama and Southern Miss. And they go to Florida. But again, uh, at Boston College, at Clemson, Miami at home, they beat the hell out of Miami. Syracuse at Wake, Duke. Hey, one other thing. Can we give a shout out to the Duke coach, Elko? Yeah. That guy did a hell of a job. That did. Guy, did they win 10 or 9 games this year? Um, 9 or 10 I games. They was... won their, They beat the crap out of UCF last night. Their little quarterback's tough kid. I mean, good for Duke. What a great hire, man. I don't know what they're doing. 9 and 4. Yeah. Duke went 9 and 4. I think somebody pointed out it's like maybe the second best season Duke's had since like World War II. <laughs> I mean, football. Duke went 9 and 4 with a first year coach. Chew on that. More next. Hey! Oh, there we go. What's folks. up, Cat? Oh man, all kinds of stuff. Cat, is up, folks. listen. We're on a playoff run. The Jags are in first place. You don't have to spin this the wheel. So good. Hey, hey, hey! Don't you, don't you start mushing it. Don't you start mushing yeah. it. I, I know what you're trying I, to do. Listen, no, I'm not. No, I'm not because out. then they wouldn't make the playoffs, and I would be very upset. So I am rooting for you as much as I've ever rooted for you in any. Even more so than when you were on your knees hitting shots to 17. <laughs> I didn't care if you made it or missed it. Uh, here, I'm definitely rooting for you. I hate the Raiders for the rest of my life. <laughs> I can't come back from that one. I hate the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr can GTH. I don't care where he goes. I I have, I have led the game the whole way, but I had two and a half. It could and I knew it was going to happen. It, it would have it put you... I really felt good about it. You're still... No, but I would have been. One, it would have been even, basically. I'd be Almost. one back, be right? One back. Yeah, yeah, you're only a game and a half back right now. I'm three back. My in the. I'm what am I? Minus five, and he's minus two. Exactly. And yeah, you're yeah. plus plus four. four. I dropped it. I went two and three this week too. Yeah. I, I went three four. and two. You were the only one who had winning record this and, week. And and very easily four and one would have been oh, four I, and one with Jeff would have lost another one. Um, man, oh man, I'm three back with. Two weeks to go. Two weeks to go. There's, but that's the thing. There's ten picks. Ten you picks. literally only have to beat Jeff. Yeah. By two picks to tie, and I don't know what the tiebreaker is. Yeah, I don't know what the tiebreaker is. I, I think it's going to be oldest wins. I think oldest that, wins. <laughs> I think that's the tiebreaker I read. I looked in the mantle in the in the uh, rule it's, book the other day, and it said oldest I, wins. Of I want I want to bring this up because I remember bringing this up last year. That's when a we good started. one. I said, "What is the tiebreaker?" Yeah. And both you said, "There's never ties." Well, we're all back next week, so we'll establish. Don't forget, though, we will have to because it, yeah, that'll is, be it. You, you have ten picks now. Up. Here's the other thing: you just got to beat them by two. Here's the other: beat thing. them by three picks, and you win. I wasn't here the last two Fridays when you guys picked, or Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I set my picks in. Yep. He's not here tomorrow. Uh oh. Gibby is. Uh-oh. What if Jeff sends his picks to E? Oh boy, and E doesn't. And we don't check have it. the picks. Does Jeff take an offer? I mean, listen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Isn't it Jeff's responsibility? And if you're he listening, knows Jeff, the Friday Five Pack. It's your responsibility to get your picks in. To get your picks into the proper people. He probably doesn't know he's off. I could see Jeff <laughs> sending it to E. What if Send E doesn't to- check his? E won't check. If he doesn't check his text. What happens if we're here Friday, he go- tomorrow, oh my gosh. and we're doing our picks oh my gosh. at 8 o'clock. Oh, and 5. And Jeff, we have no picks for Jeff. He would. You know, that, that would, would cause the it would greatest. Be terrible. It would be terrible because he would throw a tantrum. Oh! It would be a meltdown. He, 
Oh! It, would, it would be complete meltdown. He would not do the spin. Even so though the rule Google, is, if you miss the picks, you go zero and five. Let me tell you this, because Jeff has his his little army of of buddies, somebody's and they listen. listen. You know, somebody's calling, there's like texting four right of them. Now. So, Please, somebody. I'm not going to do it because it's just not proper. He didn't do it for me. I found my way. I took care of my business. But please let Jeff know he must email his picks to Gibby tomorrow. Not you. Don't you text him. I'm not texting. I'm looking at – I'm seeing if any of them are texting me. Okay. Please let Jeff know he better email those picks to Gibby or we are in agreement that he takes the offer. And then he'll argue and scream and some of you will support him. And I'm not doing that. The picks must be in. They, they, I mean, that's the that's, that's the rule. And yeah. you guys, there's enough of you out there who know Jeff and love him. Please let him know. I I, mean, I implore you. It, it it would be yeah. I it, it would be uh, yeah. It'd be total disaster for the thing. It'd be a terrible way to end the end the five pack. If he goes zero and five two weeks, I'm not spinning that wheel. I sent my picks in. I, I sent them in. in. This is so. You guys are the yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's but the I had the Raiders in two and a half points. And he and, had the Steelers. That was a heads up yeah, one. That, that was a big that was a big heads up one. I'm right leading the whole made, way. Would have really changed the And game I'm game. watching, I'm like how can you not get a first just get a couple first downs and let's take this thing home. By the way, I think Jeff was 0 and three at that point. He was. He would have been 0 and four yes. with that. He would have been cooked. Yeah, it would have been He may not have been able to recover. It's he's listen. Like I said, ten picks left. Yeah, you're if you right. You go seven and three. Yeah. If you have two, three, and two weeks. Yeah. You know what's that? Yeah. Six, yeah. six and four. Mm-hmm. He needs if he goes three, two and three, two and three. Yeah. You're tied. Yeah. Like it, and that's he can go one and four. You can catch him this week. It's go time. But anyway, let's talk hey, about the Jags for a second. Jags. Yep. Um, Jags. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. Everybody's talking about resting players this week. No. I don't, I don't see Dougie doing that. He didn't. He I said yesterday, full steam ahead. Yeah. Never. He said. You don't take never, breaks, ever, right? ever, ever, ever. Is there a meaningless game in the NFL? Which isn't true, but nonetheless, I'll like. Yeah, but you Tennessee can't. ain't playing nobody tonight. Derrick Henry's doubtful. He's not playing, bro. I well, promise best. you. Well, they're yeah, but they have no chance to make the wild card. We do. Right. We so, only yeah. need five things to happen, and they're all feasible. Yeah. It's highly you'd, you'd unlikely to, you hit all. You'd hate to throw it away and, and rest people, and then all of a sudden those things happen. And yeah. You could have. You could have. Correct. Bettered your. You can't situation. do it. You can't do that. Not when you're the Jags either. Not when you're this and you, franchise. And I, I don't. I've no. I haven't done the analytics. And nine and eight's so much better than eight and nine. Sure. So I, go win. I haven't done the analytics and know what the numbers say of, mm-hmm. of teams who've rested guys and what their winning percentages mm-hmm. and buys. It just feels like over the years of watching football that it doesn't work out as often when you rest the guys. You know you the head towards you playoffs. know the greatest non-rest story in the history of the NFL. Well, that's the New York Giants Patriots. Tom Correct. Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. Right. And do you know that? So. The Patriots were 15-0, and 0, mm-hmm. so that's another reason. The Giants were locked in, in in their spot, and everybody started asking that week, why don't you rest your guys? Why would you? And he got guys hurt that game, too, yeah. by the way. I think Antonio Pierce might have got hurt. I'm not, I don't remember specifically. But anyway, Tom said, no, we're playing. He told the team they're playing. They played. They went toe-to-toe. They ended up losing like 38-35. Yeah. But they walked off that field with a feeling of, man, we can play with anybody. Right. And, this, and the Patriots – Sort of had this like we're satisfied. We accomplished our goal. We're sixteen and zero. Now we win the Super Bowl. We'll be at, we'll have the perfect season. And they met again in the in the in the Super Bowl. And what happened? Yeah. And and I will say this too. It was Tom, USA Russia all over again. And Tom, it was. Tom told me this story too. And 
I think he's told it. He's probably it's probably in his book. But what what he was he went in the day after the first game with the Patriots, and he had a voicemail from John Madden, and John Madden told him that was the best thing I've seen in football in the last twenty years. I'm so proud of you for doing the, the right way. The NFL is, yeah, you know, and that's that's what the NFL is. But so, can, and and I don't blame Vrabel in some. I mean. Again, Vrabel has nothing to gain tonight. It all comes down to next week. He also knows they're really the only chance I have is if Derrick Henry carries it thirty-five times for three hundred yards against us. That's one of those you have to rest that guy. And and they're missing. You got to. They are decimated with injury. Yeah. I mean, it's just forget the guys who are out tonight. They're missing seven, eight, nine other guys, and they're playing a rookie quarterback. On top of that, they're screwed. Hey, look. It's beautiful. Count, I, it's it, you can say it's beautiful all you want. I am not going down that road <laughs> because I was nervous. there in '99. I, I was there too. I Fred. was there. I was looking at the at my Super Bowl yeah. uh, itinerary playbook. Yes, you know, like it, we had it in our hands. Yes, it, I'm not going down that road yet. It's not there yet until we get to next week. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be cool to see. All um, right, let's do this. Let's take a break and we'll play Shark Coatings. Guess the number. When we come yeah. back, it's a how fun many, game. We'll, we'll play how many showed up when yeah. we come back. How many showed up? That's uh, that's coming up next. <laughs> All right, welcome back. 851, hanging out with the Cat Chat. Thanks, Shark Coatings. I got a text. Yes. Yeah, I got a text. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the we'll get to the game, how many uh, how many right. showed up. But I got a text got? of what we're talking about with the Jags. My buddy, uh-huh. uh, his name is JJ, but he is, uh, he is anti-matter because he has no social media. He's never had a social media account okay. of any kind, so okay. we call him anti-matter because okay. he doesn't exist. You okay. Know? But anyway, he sends <laughs> he sends a text. Shout out antimatter, antimatter out there. He sends me a picture of his MGM ticket, and he oh. goes, check, he goes check the date. So I look at the date. It says September third, twenty twenty two. Okay, and it says Jacks Jaguars. At least they got that part right. Mm-hmm. Plus eight hundred to win AFC South. Well, how much did he happen to put down on he that? He put two fifty down to 250. win two thousand. So he's gonna if if they if they close the deal here, he collects twenty two fifty. You know the best part about antimatter. I bet is there's that, a lot of others. Is that antimatter in October didn't rip the ticket up in fr- frustration? <laughs> you know? but, he, but he tells <laughs> we had no shot at winning the AFC South back in October when we're sitting there at two and six. He tells the story. He said the 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 person at the counter, you know, the, at the at the mm-hmm. book, uh, he walks, <laughs> <laughs> says, and the person that. <laughs> The person taking the ticket laughs and says, on the Jaguars to win the AFC South? Okay. And runs the ticket. And he said it reminded him of the uh, <laughs> the, dealer, no, the dealer in Chevy Vegas vacation. Mm-hmm. Changing 500. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> you know what? I'm a little mad at myself because we were in Vegas yeah. last end of March, April. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't do any we didn't futures. Just for fun. Just for fun. 50 on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. just for the hell of it, and didn't do that. And now, uh, antimatter is going to be rich, and I'm just going to be the same. So he's going to be rich, but that twenty two fifty, that that check that he hopefully will win in two weeks, is like uh, kind of a standard smaller check for our installers. Oh like yeah, that's a standard weekly check for for our, most of our installers. Ooh. No, I like that. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you had another. Uh, you're hiring people. Hi, all we the hire time. all the time. And by the way, if you want to get hired, what do you do? Do you go to your website? To It's easy. Jobs at sharkfloorcoatings.com. Okay. And jobs so at sharkfloorcoatings.com. What you do is you sort of have a, hey, if you're interested, come out this particular day at this particular time. Mm-hmm. People sign up. We do a mass hiring. Yeah. Yeah. And then you and then you come, you explain the situation. Now, who's interested? But you, you'll have like a lot of people sign up and then ultimately, 
how many show up. That's right. the game we That's like to play. That's the game we like to play. As we do these hiring events, we mm-hmm. uh, we post on Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, we post on there. This time we posted on Facebook, okay. which, which was we tried that for the first time. How'd that go? It didn't go well. Uh, uh, <laughs> it didn't go well because Facebook won't let oh, you. Oh, wait a minute. I've got a dude here. I gotta read this. Facebook, you read that. Facebook won't let you like set up the parameters for who you're looking to hire. They make it you have to be an open hire, and it's like obviously we you understand the job of a concrete coding installer is not for everyone. Um, but anyway, so we post on Indeed. We we invite people. We do phone interviews, and then we we say, all right, everybody come on this day uh-huh. at this time, nine a.m. in the morning. We're gonna do a big introduction to the day in the life of an installer, and then we do interviews, and then we get you in and out of there pretty yeah. quick. Hour hour and a half, two hours. You're out of there. We make decisions that. You can get right afterwards. It's a great we, opportunity. We hire that after, like yeah. that afternoon. I we call everybody and go. You're hired. You're not. You're hired. You're not. Right. And then they start literally days later. And uh, we it's kind of like the old days at Pi Kappa Phi during Rush Week. <laughs> there you go. They put the picture on the board after you're done. There you go. Cat may go. Ah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're you're in train. You know you're in training when you first come in. But uh-huh. even our our guys in training when you when you first start with us. Uh huh. You're not on a crew yet. You're a you're a third position. You're a helper. All right. But you're in training because we won't put you on a crew okay. working on somebody's house until we know you can do you it. You can do it. Sure. And so you're just going to be a helper. But we pay our guys to to be helpers. What you get paid when you start with us? Mm-hmm. Eight hundred dollars a week. Woo. Which works out to forty grand a year. Woo. As a helper. As a helper. That's, the, that's your training pay. All right. So talk to me about. How many? Let's guess the number. Let's guess the number. So here we go. We had a hiring event yesterday. Mm-hmm. We we had 15 mm-hmm. that, after whittling down all the at resumes and stuff, 15 talked to on the phone, said, we'd like you to come. 15. You're invited. And they mm-hmm. said, yes, yes, I'll be there. I'll be there. On the phone, they said the words, yes, I'll be there. I and, will be and, there. And by the way, that was the the day before. Okay. They got that call. I just talked to you. Just talked. Literally You're just coming. Talked the next day is the I'll event. be there. 15 said they'll be there. And it's it's and this was yesterday. This was yesterday. Okay, so yesterday was Wednesday. It's middle of the week. Middle so of the week. it's not like, you not know, I was out too late on no. Sunday or holiday. You're over the Jag win. You're, You're over the, the everything's good. That's last Thursday. All right, 15. I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to believe in America today. And I'm going to go with 9 showed up. Nine showed up. Mm. I'm gonna believe in America. I'm sorry. It's, no, I'm, I'm in, sorry. I'm incorrect. You had you had eight. You missed it by one. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you had that's eight show good. up out of fifteen. Huh? Eight. I don't know what the other seven. Yeah, and and like I you said, missed the, out. The Facebook post didn't go well because we only hired three. Okay. Uh, we only got three out of that fifteen. So we're gonna have another one soon. So we're we're doing another one. <laughs> We're doing that because, and this is the thing, people out there, how you, why are you guys always hiring? Yeah. Because we're always growing. We just took a picture. Right. You, can, you can see it on, uh, you can see it on our Facebook and everything. Uh, it was our our team picture at the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. We have 26 trailers Ooh. in the background Goodness. there, um, and so we're the largest single, uh, largest single location concrete coating company in the country. Love it. And so we are continuing to grow because we're continuing to expand. We're mm-hmm. now we're hitting. We're doing jobs in Ocala now. We're doing jobs in New Smyrna. We're doing jobs up past Brunswick. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're everywhere. So we keep growing. Um, we're doing another hiring event, so if you, listen up out there. If you're if you're in the contracting industry and right now you're sitting at your job mm-hmm. doing whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. and 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 you're a good you're good you're a good laborer. Uh, you're good in the contracting industry. You have a truck, and you're not making a hundred k. Go ahead and email jobs at sharkfloorcoatings.com. I like it. I like Again, it. I, I know that sounds weird. You're on a roof right now, and you're, yeah. you're slinging shingles, and you're looking over, going, "What did that radio just say?" Yeah. If you are in the contracting industry and you if have you a truck. If you go to sharkfloorcoatings.com, you'll find it. Yeah. You have, yeah. If you have a truck, we're looking mm-hmm. for guys with trucks because mm-hmm. our, our lead installers who make over $125,000 mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. they have the truck, they pull the trailer. We provide all the tools, all the training, okay. everything else. Okay. 
Uh, you may want to go buy a truck you, and take the job. Funny you say that. We've had several guys yeah. get hired, yeah. go through training in three weeks, yeah. see what the what yeah. is happening. Yeah, I'll go get it. And a they truck. literally go out and yeah. they buy a truck yeah. the next day. I would. Yeah. So um, give uh, us a shout. Jobs at sharkfloorcoatings.com. If you are not making 100K mm-hmm. and you are in the, the contracting industry and you're not getting paid your worth, give us a, give us a shout. Jobs at sharkfloorcoatings.com. One of the Googans on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure sent me a picture of their ticket. To win the Super Bowl, oh, Jaguars, uh, hundred bucks pays twelve five. Oh boy! Yeah, that would be a nice little vacay. I get you oh, right back to boy. Vegas and have some fun. So that is good huge. luck with that. Good luck with that. Cat, uh, good to see you. Don't forget yeah, tomorrow, big day, Friday five pack. Uh, Jeff, now we'll have. Sti- hopefully get nervous. the worst. I'm still. Nervous. I'm only yeah. plus four. You're. Yeah. You're. You're only nine. Nine back. That's literally with ten games. That's five games. Yeah, you don't want to have an zero and five. I can't. I gotta. I gotta stay. You're gonna be diving into college. You got a good college lineup this week, so but you'll be doing your homework. As you said, the college stuff is tricky. Who's it in is. the portal those and stuff? Bowls. I hate those bowls. The bowls are, are silly. They're tricky. I think you you said you like Florida State, but yeah, I do because of all the the portal stuff with Oklahoma. Would you give me Florida because they're good and they're playing and they're hungry and they're? Would you give me Florida State minus ten right now? It's tonight, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can't. It's you won't not, give it to me? I can't. It's my first Jeff's one. Jeff's not here. I can't do that. Can't do that? And, by the way, you know Vegas knows about the portal, too. So, like, they've set the line knowing the things that you know. It's not a secret that all these guys in Oklahoma. They're going to wax them. You think? Yeah. Is that Oklahoma's terrible. Are you locking it? Uh, yeah, I'll lock it. But I, <laughs> oh. I guess I don't count it. So All right, yeah. we'll go lunch. All right. Oh, okay. We'll go lunch on it. All right. That's good. Lunch next week. I love it. I'm the cat. All right. Uh, you love your plus tens. I, dude, I will take a plus <laughs> plus ten. Give me a plus ten. Would you Give take me those free points? Would you take Denver plus thirteen and a half against Kansas City in Kansas City? I just. I'm, would you take that? Stick to Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat chat brought to you by Shark Coatings. Uh, we're back with the nine o'clock nasty next. All right, welcome back. I don't know if this is a gift or not. All right, Googans, but I'm going to offer this up. I have two, not one, but two ducats, ticks, to a Gators basketball game. And I have it for, I believe, next week. I'm going to give you the exact date here momentarily. Wednesday, January 4th. Next Wednesday... The Florida Gators, now 7-6, and six, by the way. Worst start since 1983. Their next game is not for another week. Man, they play so little during the holiday. They played December 14th, 20th, and 28th, and now 4th. Four games since December 14th through January 4th. Almost a month. Anyway. Uh, SEC, Texas A&M, next week. If you want those tickets, you got to call in right now at 641-1010. And you don't even have to be kind and courteous to Gibby. He doesn't care. He'll give them to you. <laughs> Just tell him, I want the tickets. I want you to use the tickets. Because God knows we can use some fans down there. And I want you to go to the game. Florida has Texas A&M and Georgia next coming up. Um, that's Mike White's Georgia Bulldogs, who won last night, but they beat Ryder. They've played a watered-down schedule. But anyway, if you want those Texas A&M tickets, I'm handing them out right now. 
next Wednesday. Gibby's got a winner already, so uh, thanks for playing. And I want you to go to the game. It's at 7 o'clock, so you can get back to Jacksonville by 11, and you'll be good to go. And you can go down and enjoy the Gators, hopefully, maybe get their first SEC win. They're 7-6. and six. It is what it is. They're, they're not very good. They're going to be hard-pressed to go 500 in the conference. They do play A&M twice. They've got A&M and Georgia coming. If they had one last night, they could have had a shot at a 3-0 and start. But they blew the game. I told I, I, my, my sister is visiting. She works at Auburn. And, you know, Auburn is good, but they didn't look that impressive to me last night. They looked disjointed. And Florida was playing good basketball, but they... They frustrate me. I was saying that Kwasi Reeves, man, he's a tough one to figure. He looks so good sometimes and throws him off the backboard. He had 15 points. Myron Jones made a three, but down the stretch, I got Myron Jones hoisting a three. Not a good shot for four. Not the shot I would pick. Not the shot I would pick. Felder's getting seven minutes. Jatoba's getting seven minutes. Will Richard only got 15 minutes. He didn't make a shot. 0 for 5. Can't shoot. 3 for 19 behind the arc. We can't shoot. Fudge had 9. Castleton, 6 points. That ain't good enough, bro. I mean, and I thought they played good. (laughs) I thought their first half they played well. There was 26-23 Florida at the half. But anyway, they lose. They're 7 and 6. It is what it is. Kentucky lost last night as well to Missouri. Kentucky Jeff is despondent. He won't answer my phone calls. He won't call. I don't understand what's wrong with him. Is he done with Cal too? He's done. He's done. He's well, he's close. I should say he's close. They haven't really like they haven't really done much in the tournament either, have they? Like recently? No, they're, they're they're he is an epic I mean, you got to understand. Kentucky basketball is everything and if they don't like they're crazy as we are in football. I mean, and they're not – Cal, let's see. Cal went out in the first round last year to St. – what was it, Francis, Peter? St. Peter's. One of them Saints. Yeah. The year before, they had a losing record. 9-16, and 16, Kentucky. The year before that, they were good, but the season got canceled. The year before that, they went to lead eight. The year before that, sweet 16. That's not good enough for Kentucky. Kentucky, if they go to the Final Four, and they haven't been to the Final Four since 15, if they go to the Final Four, they're, they're generally okay. Which takes me back to Florida football. There was a Gator fan on, on Twitter, and he's just ripping. Worst fans ever. You, I see you won't give the guy. Listen, I'm sure there's some people who are crazy and, and want. Uh, we're all the same, man. If you're a fan, if you're a fanatic of a team, you want your team to do well. We're all the same. There's expectations, and there should be expectations in Gainesville. So, yes, Billy Napier, no one one of sound mind is saying get rid of them. But in discussion, you will say this year was not good enough. You lost to Vandy. Is that okay? I don't care who's playing for Florida. You lost to Vandy with Anthony Richardson. That's not okay, man. And then you have next year and you project and you don't feel great about it. That's all I'm saying. 
It was not a great December for Florida football. And the class will be good. I think it will. But they're going to have to play early, man. But fan-wise, Florida football fan is crazy. But guess what? So is FSU football fan. And look, Joe U's crazy. They're all crazy. We're all crazy people. That's how we roll. You're passionate about your program. You should be. There's nothing wrong with that. You follow it. It's a hobby of yours. You look at recruiting. You look at other things. So, I don't see why people get so, you know, angry about stuff when it comes to that. Everybody just wants to win, man. Look at Jag fan. Jag fans beside themselves right now because they're winning football games, you know? But now we'll get into the, oh, well, listen, if you don't come to the game, you're not a real fan. Yeah, yeah you can be. Some people can't afford it. But there's enough of us who can't afford it who should be at the Jaguar game against the Titans for the AFC South Championship. That should not be a disappointing crowd. That should be a raucous, whoa crowd. That should be a let's party crowd. Because you're going to get somebody on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures earlier said NBC's booked a lot of hotel rooms here in Jacksonville. It's going to be Sunday night. I'm pretty sure NBC probably books a lot of hotel rooms in about five different cities, and then they cancel when the schedule comes out. I'm pretty sure that's probably how it works, but maybe not. So, but yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna get flexed to something. We're gonna get flexed because the game is for the AFC South title, and it means something. And in all likelihood, the loser will be out, so it's a de facto playoff game, and they'll play it Sunday night. Saturday afternoon or Saturday night as a standalone. The rest of the games will be Sunday, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. There, are, there is no Monday night game the last week of the regular season because of the playoffs the following week. Although there is a Monday night playoff game the following week during wild card weekend because they added an extra playoff game now, right? So you, in essence, have... What do you have? Do you have... How many games do you have, Gibby, in the playoff weekend do you have? Let's see. There's seven and seven, so 14 make the playoffs, two sit out. So you have six games. Is that right? Am I thinking this right? Am I doing the math right here, people? Let's see. You're talking about wild card? I'm talking about wild card weekend. There's seven teams from each conference, yeah, right? six. Yep. Seven. Yeah, but six games, right? But one, yeah, one, the two top two seeds don't play that weekend. Yep. So then there's two, four, six. There, so there's three games. I don't know how the schedule is. It three Saturday, two Sunday, one Monday, or two Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday? Uh, wild card round is two Saturday and three, three on Sunday. Sunday and and then, then one Monday. Then one Monday. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So that's pretty fun. I mean, that's a heck of a weekend right there. And then we jump back into it the following weekend if we survive in advance. So, and yeah, as Jag fans, we're counting our chickens. Should we be? Probably not. But that's what we fans do, man. We're counting our chickens. Because we are expecting to go to the playoffs. We're expecting to go out and beat Houston, and I think it'll be a close game, by the way. I think Houston has our number a little bit, and when teams have your number, one thing we've learned, they keep that number as long as they can. Well, and they've scared the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Yeah, they're playing hard. They gave both of them a run. Yeah, so I think we'll be in a tough game on Sunday, which is good for us. And and, and, And 
But I expect to win, and then I expect to beat the Titans' rear ends. Is it crazy of me to say this, Gibby? Is is this a crazy statement? More of a chance. Who do you feel better about beating? Houston Sunday or Tennessee the following Sunday? I almost think I feel better about beating Tennessee next Sunday at home. Yeah. How about that? I'm going to quickie poll that. Okay. I want to know what the fans think. What do you think? Well, I think it's given the Titans injuries, mm-hmm. it's probably going to feel like the Titans are going to be the easier one. But, I mean, both can be really tough. Both could really be. But I just think Malik Willis is now going to play quarterback for the Titans. Right. Their injury report, if you've not seen it, is a laundry list. It's got like 12 guys on there, eight of which are starters, including Tannehill. And we know Derrick Henry's going to play. He's not playing tonight, but he's going to get 30 carries next week, is he not? 100%. But but then the the, the Texans are a different story. It's weird because they're playing two quarterbacks, right? They're playing Driscoll and they're playing Davis Mills. So that's kind of odd, but I don't know. Like I said, they've given Kansas City and the Cowboys – all they wanted. And those Quick, are good teams. Quickie poll. I'm going to do it for, what time is it? 9.18. I'm going to do it for 30 minutes. No, I'm not. I'm going to do it for, wait, i got to get this to zero. Okay, so here it is. Who do you feel better? This is how I phrased it. Who do you feel better about beating in the regular season? At Houston or versus Tennessee? Quickie poll. Quickie one-on-one financial poll. Tweet. I want some answers. Because I think I feel better about beating Tennessee next Sunday than I do about Houston. And I think we'll beat them both. And I know a lot of you are going to now tweet at me. We're going to win both. I get it. But Is Pierce I, bang, banged up still? Damian he's Pierce? out. He's out. He's out. Yeah. So that helps. That does. Mm-hmm. But they're, um, like you said, they played, they should have beat Dallas. Oh, yeah. They, they let a game-winning drive beat them. They beat Houston. So I I it'll be interesting to see what the what the fans think. Because I I, I think it'll be I feel better right now today about winning at home against Tennessee, who I think is cooked. I don't think Tennessee can get off the mat. I don't. I don't think they're gonna win again. They're gonna lose tonight, and then they're gonna close out on a seven game losing streak. And I don't know if Tannehill's going to play or not. We'll go back and forth on that. I've seen there's no way he plays. He's going to play. Whatever. Well, and keep in mind, the Texans just beat the Titans. Right. 19-14. Correct. In and, Tennessee. Right. And, and Willis threw for 99 yards and two picks. Correct. Two picks. Correct. And Derrick Henry played. He did. He got Oh, look, here's carries. the first one. We're going to win both. I know. <laughs> that's not the answer. I, I, that's not why I asked it. If I put win both, I know it would have won. I just am curious about it because, honestly, oh, look, 42 votes already. Tennessee, 73%. So maybe I was right. The Texans have a couple of uh, former Jags, mm-hmm. Daria Gumbawale, mm-hmm. uh, Philip Dorsett. What a, what a run he had here. Yeah. Yeah. They have so many random players, the Texans do. Royce Freeman is their top back. Yeah, now with, he didn't uh, look bad last week, by no. the way. Old Gator, Driscoll, still hanging on in the league. Uh, here's a fun little fact from Adam Schnippner of ESPN. Tom Brady has spent exactly half his life in the NFL. 
He was 22 years, 8 months, 13 days, 8,292 days old when he was selected 199th. Today is 22 years, 8 months, and 13 days since he was drafted. That's incredible, huh? Yeah, and he's. we think he's going to play for another team. Do you think he's yes. at 46? You think he's going to go somewhere else? He, Gibby, he has an addiction. He has an it's, – it's, it's like a drug addiction. It's like a gambling addiction. It's like alcohol addiction. He has an addiction to the NFL, and I don't think he can turn it off. He can't quit it. I don't think he can quit it. No. He basically gave up his family for the NFL. Yeah, he put the kibosh on his marriage. I mean, he basically did. I mean, I, I, but by all accounts, I'm sure he's, you know, and again, whatever. Yoko Bunchen did what she had to do, and I'm sure every, every year, every single year, he tells her just one more year. Just give yeah. me one more year. And then he said, I'm retiring, and he changed his mind a month later. You think it's Vegas if he goes somewhere else? I think Vegas would be a possibility. What about Miami? I think Miami could be a possibility. Didn't he try it? Wasn't the, yes. the whole deal he tried to like? Well, they were, he was going to get ownership and all kinds of weird right. things were going on there. He could do it again. Yeah. Legally. <laughs> I mean, and, he, and, and listen, he's got a huge deal with Fox ready for him whenever he wants it. That's I mean, right. How good is that? But that ain't going to fill the need, dude. And he's at the point now he can't afford to take a year off. He can't go, let me go try retired life. He can't do that. He wouldn't like it. He's not really playing his best, is he? No, I mean, he hasn't had a great year at all. He's been, frankly, it looks like Father Time finally showed up. But you could say, well, the offensive line is terrible. There are injuries. Bunch they, of injuries. Yeah. You know, there's, they can't run the ball worth a lick. So there's a lot of things not working in his favor. There's always been things not working in his favor that he's been able to overcome this year. He has not been able to overcome them. And hence, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina beats Tampa this weekend. I think Carolina might be, I don't know. They they're might playing be, well under Wilkes. Yeah, they're like five and five. They might be a little bit better than Tampa. Tampa's is really not very good. Brady, 4,178 yeah. in terms of yards. Yeah, but look at the passing attempts. Yeah. 21 touchdowns, nine picks. Not yeah. not terrible, not great. No, that's not great. That's not Brady-esque. No. Brady's more of a 32 touchdowns, eight picks guy through the years. So, he's well, the GOAT. He's the GOAT for a reason. Last so. year, he had 43 touchdowns passing. And uh, 5,036, he led the league in yards last year. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Um, uh, uh, Text it to me. Option C and D, win both, also win both. <laughs> oh, gosh. You guys are something, as predicted. But again, we already 101 votes. 74% say Tennessee. 25% say Houston. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. Houston has two freaking wins, by the way. Us and the Titans. Yeah, that's it. Two wins. I thought um, Leon Searcy met last night made a good point because uh -huh. – the Titans and the Texans have, for the longest time, besides the Colts, have ruled this division the last several years. Yeah. And we have to go through both of them to win the AFC yeah. South. I love it. Love to just beat them both. Love it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll uh, come back, keep it rolling, maybe get some New York City headlines next on The Drill. All right, welcome back. It's 9.30, just about. I asked a quickie poll last, quickie one-to-one -one financial poll, who do you feel better about beating in the regular season at Houston versus Tennessee? And I guess I was right. Most of us feel better about beating Tennessee here next Sunday than we do winning at Houston, which is kind of interesting. 
Again, Houston, for the record, has two victories this year and going to have the number one pick in the draft. They stink. Tennessee is a been stinking of late and are damaged goods and but they're still Tennessee. So, well, and it's I agree with you by the way. I I'm 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 totally on board with this and but it's fascinating to me uh what the thought process is. It's it's so weird too that the Texans have had our number for whatever reason, rhyme or reason, they've won what, 9 in a row? Yeah. And we haven't beaten them since they since we won here in 2017, we were talking about that in the 7 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. The quarterback matchup, the last time the Jags beat the Texans, was Blake Bortles and TJ Yates. I w- <laughs> Isn't that something? Keelan Cole went for a buck 89 and a touch. I wonder how Cleveland fan is feeling about their quarterback these days. Watson? He's been terrible. Do you think he's rusty, or is it, well, is it like... He hadn't played for almost two years. Right. The question is, is did the skills diminish or, you know what I'm saying? Or is he, uh, or is he rusty? Because you better hope he's rusty. Yeah. You just gave him a ton of guaranteed money. I mean, him and Russell Wilson are holy cow. Disaster. I mean, Deshaun Watson this year, and he's four games in, he's won two, lost two. He's completing 57% of his passes. In four games, he's only thrown for 700 yards. He's got two touchdowns only and three picks. That's awful. His quarterback, his rating is 69.3. It's the worst in the NFL, man. Well, and, and Cleveland's got weapons. They've got Amari Cooper. Well, they were winning some games with Jacoby Brissett. I wonder if that now they're two and two, so they were able to win a couple of the games. If they had lost all four, though, uh, they would be like, what are we doing? And you got to play them. I mean, this is, you know, but you've. You beat Houston and you beat Baltimore 13 to 3. You lost to Cincinnati. You lost to New Orleans. This season is shot again for Cleveland, and your team is good. You have enough talent that you should be in the postseason or at least competing, and you're out. You're done. You're not even in it. He went 12 of 22 against Houston for 130 yards. He did go 26 of 42 against Cincinnati for 276, but I mean, that's not great. He was 18 of 28 for only 161. He threw for 135 against New Orleans, 15 of 31. No touchdowns and a pick. Well, and like I said, you can't say he doesn't have weapons. He's got Cooper, Chubb, and Joku's a good player. Yeah. He's definitely got weapons. There's no reason why he should, you know, again, the, the, the rust is the reason, but I just wonder, you know, if you're, if you're, I wonder how you're feeling right now if you're stuck with him going forward. That's what I'm guess I'm asking. I well, mean, they're probably the fans are probably like you know give him a year, we'll give him an off season. Well, they have to. They have he's to. Only, he's still only 27. Right. So he's young. Isn't it so wild that Watson and Luck, mm-hmm. they those franchises, Houston and oh, Indianapolis, man. they thought like us, we're set for 10, 15 years, yeah. and then Luck goes out on his own. Watson does what he does to himself, and history. Yeah. I had to, uh, I went on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures to clean some things up. Uh, some of the Googans. If you're Tennessee, do you blow it up and trade Henry this offseason? A lot of tread on the tires there. I don't know if you could get much for him. That's not really, I don't, I don't think so. Um, problem is Gator fans is this. I'm 37. This is the worst year I've seen. We lost to all our rivals and was told he would kill it in recruiting. What Miami did is what I was hoping from Billy. I agree. I think he's dead on on that. I think that's why people 
think that. The way things fell apart so quickly between Tommy and Yoko makes me think that maybe they were on the rocks already, which is why I decided to come back. Could be. Could be. Dan out here talking about UF football, a season that is over. Meanwhile, FSU is playing an actual bowl game today. Gibby, did I not talk about FSU football for about 15 minutes? We did. Yeah. Nice job. They're trending in the right direction. Yeah, nice job, DA. Ascending. Listen, Listen to the show. Listen on demand later. Listen to the show. I want to keep winning. Both games mean something to the Duval dedicated. Going into the playoffs with two wins to get in makes a statement to the NFL that Duval should be taken serious. Oh, yeah. Agree with that as well. Gibby, do you have um, um, New York City headline music? Thank you, Fred. These are actual headlines from New York periodicals. I like to do them every now and then. Not happy with you. Michelle Obama reveals she couldn't stand Barack for 10 years of their marriage. Damn. Speaking of on the rocks. Yeah. Raiders quarterback leaves team after shock benching. Mm-hmm. But you pointed out that he's got a clause in his contract that says if you get hurt, we have to pay you, right? Yes. So they're just saying yes. you're, you're done. We're not going to do that. Uh, fears heighten about a new mutant COVID strain as cases skyrocket in China. Great. That's just what we need. Kim Kardashian slammed for video of dogs that appeared to live in garage. Come on, Kimmy. Take care of your dogs. Killer unmasked. The only known image of Jack the Ripper's face revealed. Oh. That sounds like a Netflix documentary coming. It does. Basket brawl, NBA players seemingly knocked out and then injected with two others. That was Pistons Magic last night, in case you missed it. Did we ask Doc about that hit? Oh, yeah, we forgot. Because he, he took a shot to the back of the head, and he was down. Well, here's an interesting headline. Single men stink more than married ones, and women can smell it. Gibby, is that true? Say, We're married, so. Say it again. What was it? Single men yep. stink more than married men. And the women can smell it. I probably believe that. The single men have been out at the bars all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Freak of nature. Ex-NFL QB shocks social media with ripped physique. Oh. Who do you think it is? It's Tim Couch. Timmy Couch. He's jacked. Timmy's he, looking good. I thought you were going to say Tebow. Oh, well, yeah. But he is too, I guess. Yes. But he always has been. Oh, yeah. Ice-T seemingly reacts to backlash over daughter's playful twerking video. You leave Coco alone. Oh, how about this one? Dangerous beauty. Ukraine set to battle Russia for Miss Universe title. I don't know if you know that, but they don't like each other. Not going to read that one. I don't read them all, Gibby. Yeah. Some are not uh, for error. Well, they're just, some are. Straight-laced Gen Z just saying no to drugs, booze, and sex. Here's why. I just read them. Disney issues behavior warning to park goers as fights increase. Why are we fighting in the happiest place in the world? I'll tell you why. Because we're going into debt having to go there. It's so expensive. People fight over, like, their place in line. Yeah, yeah. You've seen many stuff, many things like that. Yeah. Uh, no. How Candace Dillard is handling R.H.O.P. drama. 
hush sex scenes with husband Chris. Oh, dear. Ready for her close-up, how Kate Hudson prepared for her glass onion bikini scene. Oh, can't wait to read about that. Those are New York City headlines. They were kind of poor today. Uh, that's it. They only go through it once. Only once. But here it is. Disney debt. 18% of families pile on debt to finance trips to theme parks. That's why we're fighting, Disney. Hey, Disney, why don't you give out some free hamburgers with Mickey Mouse ears? I mean, what the hell? Didn't they, like, redo Splash Mountain? Wasn't that a, re- a recent thing? Yeah, it was uh, racist. I don't know if you know that or not, but they, I, so I, they fixed it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not getting into all that. It's crazy. But anyway, those are your New York City headlines. Unbelievable but true. At least the headlines are. Don't know about the stories. It's uh, 938. Jags go to Houston today. Quick results, a checkup of the quickie poll. It was simple, pointed. Who do you feel better about beating in the regular season? You feel better about winning at Houston or beating Tennessee at home? 214 votes with nine minutes to go. That's a lot of votes. 73.4 feel better about beating Tennessee than they do about Houston. I don't disagree. I do agree. I think we have a better shot at beating Tennessee, which would obviously be good. And I want to win them both, too. I do want to win them both. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. All right, let's do this. You want to make the turn for home? Let's do it. All right, we've done, a, we've done all we can do today, Gibbs. We got one more day tomorrow together. Then the breakup is on. Oh, we have one more thing. What? Oh, yeah, we got a giveaway. We do. That's a good call, Gibbs. Thank uh, you for reminding me. You got to get your car serviced in the new year, so yes. why not? Uh, get a gift certificate for a free old change at Tire Outlet. You can pick that up and be caller number three right now, 641-1010. There you have it. All right, welcome back to the program. Making the turn for home. Love doing that. Busy day here on The Drill. Lots of good stuff. Appreciate Chris Doran coming on. Had some interesting thoughts about the Florida program. By the way, we're just 13 minutes away from... Jaguar fans being able to opt into playoff tickets, at least the season ticket holders. Tomorrow, the rest of you. Today, the season ticket holders. And according to my email, I can buy an eight extra. I may be wheeling and dealing tomorrow on the program. Listen in from six to seven tomorrow. I may have eight extra ducats that I will not be giving away, but will be selling at a profit. I'm just kidding. I'm not buying any extra tickets. I'm just getting my season Playoff tickets today at some point. That's what I'm doing. You must do that if you're uh, if you're a season ticket holder and you want in. And I definitely want in. That will be fun. I love full houses at the bank. The bank is a great stadium in the respect of how loud it gets. Like, it's a good place to... It's a good place to... It's a good atmosphere, man, when it's packed. Even when it's not packed, it's still loud. I've stood on the field of many... Stadiums across the landscape, and I'm telling you, it's a, it's an extra loud one. And when it's packed, it's really great. And still to this day, I can remember Jags Dolphins playoff game of '99, and that place was electric. And you, it's a whole different vibe for the playoffs than it is for the regular season. Even though you wouldn't think that, I'm telling you, it was incredible. 
because I was doing radio back then, sideline radio, and it was cool. It was fun. So anyway, um, yeah, that that happens. That opens up, I think, at ten o'clock today for the season ticket holders if they're interested. So they're going to want to uh, they're going to want to check that out and be a part of that. Jags go to Houston. The quickie poll results are in. Let's take a little peek, see real quick. We did a little thirty minuter, and yeah, it didn't it didn't change really. Jaguar fans think they have a better shot at beating almost 300 votes. Better shot, 73% of you, 73.1 to be exact, say uh, better, feel better about beating Tennessee than I do about beating Houston. Now, hopefully you didn't vote in the respect of thinking, well, I would rather beat Tennessee than beat Houston. That's not the question. The question was, as a, as a fan of the football team, who do you feel better about beating? Like, who do you think you have a better chance of beating? I think we have a better chance of beating Tennessee at home, here, raucous crowd than we do against Houston out there on the road. But I saw Charlton uh, had, on the text line, Design My Lifetime Enclosures, told me 25000 in Houston this weekend. There's going to be nobody at that game. There'll be, a, you know, there'll be some Jag fans there, but there won't be many Texan fans there. And why not? I mean, why would you go? They're where we were, you know? But here's the beauty of what they got to do. There's no slam dunk quarterback. Yeah, well, there's, there's, one of them is going to be a great quarterback. Maybe two, maybe none. Who knows? But I would guess they're going to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. That's what I would guess. But I don't know that. I don't know that. They may take Will Levis. I heard um, John McClain from Houston was on primetime yesterday, and he mm-hmm. said the, the Texans – he was speaking for the Texans, but he said he feels like they want Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. I would take Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, personally. I damn sure would. So, um, that's the route I would go if I were if I were Houston. So, but we'll see. And they, now, here's the other thing. Houston wins another game, and I think the Bears keep losing. I think Houston could move ahead of the Bears. The Bears would have the first pick. And then what would they do? Would they be looking to trade it? I assume they would be looking to trade it if that were the if that if they had that situation. But again, when you have when you have options to take, I think then you decide you know which way you want to go. When you have the options, when you you know, and the, there's no Trevor Lawrence in the draft this year. I guess is what I'm trying to tell you guys. So uh, we shall see. But it should be fun. It should be fun. It should be a great two weeks starting on Sunday. So. Um, let's kick it off and hand it off to the boys from Jaguars today. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Hello, Tony. Good morning. What do you got cooking today on Jaguars? I see D-Rock walking. Are we still doing breakfast or is oh, that yeah. over? That's through the whole year. Who yeah. took the L there? That was me this week. What? Yeah. Is this the first time? No, 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 no. Oh God, is, no! They're laughing at this you. This is this is back to back weeks that I bought. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! It's still uh tight for the race at the top. So. Who did you dirty? Oh, the whole thing. The whole man. team. Like I, the, I did myself dirty. It was a bad drafting job by me. Fantasy yeah. football is interesting, and I, I, I don't do it anymore. And you guys are so good at it, but I, like my son, my younger son is has made it to the championship round. Okay. And I think his team sucks. Sorry, Junie Bug. 
And I, I'm like, how do you, he just gets lucky. Like, he gives me this one. And I jumped, to, this is the best fantasy moment of the year. He says to me, Dad, I'm, I put Zay Jones in the lineup over George Kittle. And I went, are you an idiot? <laughs> what are you doing? And then it was the week. The week with three. With yeah. three in a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I ate crow and I said, hey, you're the expert. Good for you. Yeah. And then they did tell me that George Kittle has not been great. Although with last, Brock Purdy. Last couple weeks he's been on right? fire. Right, because yeah. him and Brock Purdy are developing yeah. something. So I would definitely get George Kittle back in the lineup for my son. But he played a team that had, it was like fantasy stars everywhere. But I mm-hmm. think I think he didn't have, I think the guy he was playing had Hurts who didn't play. Right, yeah. Anyway, he ended up beating him to get to the championship game. But I was I was like, you got no shot at winning this game, and he did. <laughs> and it was a, it was a, it was like a two weeker too. Yeah, one of them two weekers. And now Those they are fun, yeah, yeah, where they take. And he had like a twenty point lead. But I tell you, the guy he's had that's been, I think, really good. I I'm, is Eckler. Yeah. Eckler, a good fantasy we'll, guy. Yeah, we'll see right? how much he plays the last couple of weeks. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, so you got D Rock here. What else you got cooking? Uh, we have our question of the day. Mm-hmm. Asking today, other than Trevor Lawrence, who are the three most indispensable Jaguars players from now through the end of this season, whenever that happens to come? All right. Let me ask you each three. Just raise your hand. Uh, I just did this quickie poll. Do you feel better about beating Tennessee here or beating Houston there? Mike Dempsey, who do you feel better about? You can only, if you, which team would you feel better about the Jags beating? Houston? D Rock? Uh, Tennessee. 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 Yeah. I thought Tennessee too. I thought Tennessee too. And but Houston sucks. Yeah. They got two wins. Yeah. They've played hard the last couple weeks. <laughs> they making have. everything tight. All right. Lovey's a good coordinator. Yeah. A good defensive coach. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, have a great show. Thank you. I got Mike. I got Tony. I got D Rock in the house. Should be a lot of fun the next two hours. Check them out, Jaguars today. Coming up, Gibby, thank you for your performance today. Yes, sir. I understand we'll you will be back tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow. All right. Have a good good day.